Blog Talk Radio. Mm, if you're not serving macaroni and cheese, do not invite me. Oh, cheese, do not invite me. Cow's blessing to us all. Do not invite me. If you're not serving macaroni. Macaroni and cheese. Do not invite me. Don't disrespect my day of things. Yelling alongside, of course, uh, well, soon to be will be Eugene Benton. For right now, we're up on the Grand Strand visiting the guy that usually brings you the Friday morning show. That is Brandon Bisco, and of course, uh, Sports Unlimited. He's part of that Southern Sports Central family. I'm Rich Yelman again. Going to be a great show as I'm down here in Charleston. He's there on the Grand Strand. We'll be united come Friday night. We have uh, gotten the all green to go, and we will show up to that big show as the state championship will go through the grand strain in the lower part of 4A football. And with that, Brandon Biscobing. What's up, brother? Happy Thanksgiving to you. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I got a lot going on. You heard the intro, by the way, the Thanksgiving song. That's the macaroni song. So you guys are going to be looking it up here a little bit later. I'll play the whole song at some point. Of course, you know Adam Sandler's going to swing by. He'll sing his his uh, Thanksgiving song along as, as well. So it's going to be a festival uh, of songs, but it's going to be a great opportunity for us to kind of catch up with not only Brandon, Miss V. She'll be checking in here in just a little while for the first 30 minutes. And, uh, again, no show tomorrow. So, again, the South Carolina High School Blitz will not take place tomorrow. We're going to take off, shut down the studio, and, uh, of course, uh, be with our loved ones. And, again, we wish everybody not only safe travels, but uh, – safe social distancing, right? Let's, let's make sure that we don't utilize tomorrow as an opportunity to, to lose control of what I feel like we've gotten, and that is uh, at least a little bit of arms around the situation that is. Now, Friday Night Lights will be taking place in about 48 hours, about 48 hours from now. Let's go ahead and say 49 hours. Uh, we'll be talking some football. Now, of course, around the state of South Carolina, we've done a great job for the most part of keeping all of our young men ready, willing, and able to play each and every week since it kicked off back in, what was it, September. And here we are now in the latter part of November, and you're looking at a Dutch four taking on a Sumter. You're seeing, of course, the T.L. Hanna boys taking on the Northwestern guys. That's going to be a big matchup. Over there in 4A, you've got Myrtle Beach, North Myrtle Beach. We'll be at that game. It's our game of the week, by the way. Both Branding and myself and a few others will be hanging out on the Grand Strand 
Friday night. Now, who will they play? Well, they'll either play the Catawba Ridge Boys, who, by the way, have made it known that they are a force to be reckoned with, but they got to get through AC Flora first. In the CA, it's going to be the Camden Bulldogs. After a week off, thanks to COVID, taking out the boys of Oceanside, it's been hosting the team that knocked out Dylan. Nobody thought Dylan was going to be out as early as they were, and they are done and watching it on Friday like the rest of us is uh, they were taken out by Gilbert. It would be Gilbert traveling to the boys of uh, Camden. And then in the upstate of 3A football, Wren, after winning a 4A state championship, they now will play for the upper state 3A championship against a very good Daniel team who knocked out the 3A champion last year in Chapman. So we'll see if Daniel can host and win that game. Should be a good one. 2A football is going to look like this. Andrews rematch with their rival, or I'd say a region foe of Marion. They travel to Marion for the second time this year, but I picked Andrews in that one. We'll talk about some of the ones who maybe Brandon's looking at as well. Who will they play? Well, the Upstate. It is a heavyweight matchup, like we mentioned in 4A. That same thing said down in 2A when the Big A, and I'm talking to Abbeville right next door to the Promised Land, welcomes in a team that has proven in great collegiate that they can play some football. Now, that one will be one that we also keep an eye on in the upstate. Then 1A football on Friday, you'll see the boys of uh, Lakeview, the Gators, after their bid against Carver Bay. They will host Bamberg, Earhart, Coach Crosby's team, will get a shot at the lower state and 1A. In the upper state, you'll see the boys of Southside Christian. Where'd they come from? They're hosting. They will be hosting a very – very good Lamar team, and we know about the Silver Foxes, but watch out for Southside Christian. With that being said, I, I got to tell you, Brandon, the, the Grand Strand has done its justice in not only having a few, I mean a handful of teams represented from the PD to the Grand Strand still playing in the lower state part of this uh, conversation, buddy. Yeah, it's uh, it's great team. the Grand Strand have so many teams in it still. Wish my Panthers were still in it, but, you know, obviously Dutch Fork, the, the cream of the crop, up right. in 5A. That, but, hey, even even against Dutch Fork, we put up a very good fight uh, in that game last week. And, you know, North Royal Beach and Merrill Beach, no matter who wins that game, a team from the Grand Strand will, will be uh, in the state finals in 4A. So it's, it's great to see, uh, especially North Merrill, who, you know, they came into the season with some expectations, but nothing super crazy. I don't think anyone expected them to be the the cream of the crop in Region 6 this season. Everyone expected Merrill Beach to be the team to beat. But, you know, this game, it's the, it, it's the rematch from the end of the season. Excuse <coughs> me. It's the reason it, it's the rematch from the end of the season, and you know it's going to be a very good game. It is going to be a good game, and you and I will be covering it for Southern Sports Central. Of course, you do what you do on Friday mornings. What do you have planned for Friday? Before I get you out of here, I want you to kind of save your voice for the next couple of days. But what's up on the dockets for Friday morning, buddy? Yeah, just getting everyone prepared for the uh, the playoffs. Talk some other things. Talk some college stuff. And, hey, we've got high school basketball. we got college basketball coming up. Uh, have started over the last couple of days. So, you know, when one season 
is coming to a close, another one starts right back up. Doesn't that sound like opportunity if you ever heard it? Now, of course, if you're down here in Charleston, you, the College of Charleston is down in, or up in North Carolina. They're, they're going to be playing against the Tar Heels, I believe here in moments so some of you guys may be tuning into that as well but brandon i just want to personally say thank you for all that you do for southern sports central for sports unlimited it's been a gift it's been a an opportunity to bring you and your dream and your platform on board with us here on southern sports central on behalf of all of us to you and yours man happy thanksgiving enjoy turkey day tomorrow and you and i will get to fist bump it out on friday night under the lights over at north Myrtle beach buddy Yep. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Uh, unfortunately, we only have two football games to watch uh, tomorrow night, but it's uh, or tomorrow afternoon. But it's it's kind of old school. It's going back to the old ways when there wasn't a Thursday night game on Thanksgiving. Yep. Should be a good one, buddy. God bless you. Take care. I'll talk to you after the show, my man. Thank you for calling in and hanging yep. out for. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Brandon Biscobing checks out. Who checks in? We go from the, the Grand Strand with Brandon Biscobing and Sports Unlimited to Columbia with the First Lady of Southern Sports Central. She's also the First Lady of the South Carolina High School Blitz. That means Mama's got a lot of chores and a lot of switches, and she's ready, of course, to take it easy tomorrow. No show. That's right. We're going to give Mom the night off, as she will uh, – relaxed thing, but she'll be back at it again, trust me, Friday night. She's going to be reporting at that Dutch Fork Sumter game for the South Carolina High School Blitz and Southern Sports Central, so it'll be a lot of fun, as uh, we'll have some other boots on the ground, and with that, I bring her in, the First Lady, Miss V. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey! So you Hello, got tomorrow guys. off. Uh, you're, you got to be excited. You got tomorrow off. You don't have to worry about Richie texting you Thursday morning at 8, saying, hey, you good? You need anything? I will text you, but it is happy Thanksgiving. Well, good. I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, um, I am looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, Thanksgiving. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Yep. So let me ask you this, Ms. V. What is what is the favorite dish? And Brandon is still battling some sinuses, so I didn't keep him on as long as I could have. That being said, I'm going to ask you the same question I'm going to ask every coach, which we got the first Baptist coach tonight. And that, of course, is going to be Johnny Waters. We got Joe Call. He's the Oceanside coach uh, that's going to be joining us. Both of those coaches, by the way, were knocked out of the playoffs by COVID. Uh, so we're going to bring them on to make this a family warm, wrapping our arms around both of these programs as they saw their mm-hmm. season come to end pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. The commissioner, Jay Williams, joins me. He's the, the commissioner around the state of South Carolina, South Carolina Youth Football Association, as well as David Shelton joins us at about 630 but we're going to ask these same questions to them as I'm going to ask you. What is that favorite okay. dish? What is, what, what, is that, uh, what is that dish that the, that the other half of, uh, of, of the family that duo there in the house looks forward to you making tomorrow? Or does he make the dish? I don't want to knock him out of the running. Well, uh, he's quite proud of the turkey. He, mm. uh, a few years ago, uh, he, my dad taught him about how to make the best juiciest tenderest turkey and so um since 2010 that's that's been his baby is is uh making the turkey so um he's looking forward to that um i just enjoy you know dabbling in in it all um uh, (laughs) cooking my greens right now got them slow cooking uh right now and and um my sister 
I have two sisters, so one of them is going to be doing the dressing. He's really good at it. And then the other one uh, is going to be doing the macaroni and cheese. So um, those are the things that stand out in our family. And, of course, always, you know, the pies, all kind of pies. So um, it's all going to be good. There's uh, nothing that I think that just stands out. Of course, the men. They like to brag on their turkeys because they always do the turkeys. So we'll give that to them. Well, I'm going to do this for you. And, and I hope you know how much it means to me. Uh, all that you do, not only for Sports Central, for the high school blitz and just everybody in general, it, it doesn't go unnoticed. And, and, and all that you've been able to bring to this, to this family here, it, it's greatly appreciated. But it would go without – Oh, it could not go without. Could it go without without bringing in a special guest to sing just for you on your beautiful birthday? Let me hear it. Here we go. So if you guys who may or may not know, today is that special day for Miss V, and we're trying to get old Stevie Wonder to do the right thing here and play that great song for Miss V. But without further ado, let me say happy birthday to you, and, and what a day it is. Uh, the day before Thanksgiving, you're, 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 let me tell you, your husband could never, ever, ever mess up your birthday, ever. No, no, he couldn't, and I could never mess up his. Because my, my birthday is today, his birthday is Friday, two days apart. So, can't mess it up. Can't mess it up. So, we, we celebrate in the middle. <laughs> yeah, got to love old Stevie there. Stevie does it. He brings it in better than any of us. So, let's give a yeah, little quick little him. shout out. Let me, let, me, let me let him sing it to you real quick, Miss V. Hold on. Gentlemen, it doesn't get any better than that. We're celebrating Thanksgiving. We're celebrating Miss V, a show that will go down in history as one of the greatest shows on the history of Southern Sports Central's 12 years of doing what we do. And Miss V, again, you know, uh, Eugene is not here until 7. So I'm, I'm pushing buttons. I'm dragging. I'm dragging. I'm, I'm doing it all. And you know as well as anybody, that's a tough call to do when it's just you by yourself because you do by yourself. Oh, yeah. Every Thursday night, you're, you're able to put it all together. You're hitting buttons texting me or you're texting Eugene and you know we're trying to keep yeah. you off the ledge a little bit and again it, it's it's air traffic control <laughs> like you see yeah. at the airport right I mean that's about the that's, would that that's, be about right that's about right it certainly is it can definitely be a challenge but um always up for a challenge so and I enjoy it I enjoy yeah. it yeah. no doubt indeed now let me ask you this you've watched football all season long we've seen a lot happening uh, throughout the season, and, and the one thing, the, the one thing that that we are very grateful for is, is that the kids were able to get a chance. Whether you got to play one game or, or you're playing what game number nine right now, right? I mean, you, you got a chance yeah. to do something that we didn't even think was going to happen. You and I, 
We yeah. talked about it all summer long. Yeah. Is this going to happen? You and I went to Ben Lip where we met for the second time, right? Our second time you mm-hmm. and I met because it was almost yep. a year ago in a couple of weeks or in a week that we met for the first time at the state championship game there in right. Columbia, right? So we get back there, we hit Ben Lippin, we see this thing. You and I are like, all right, well, let's make sure these Infinity guys are doing the right thing. And they did. And they did. Yeah. But you and I were there more as the police, more than we there to report, right? I mean, I thought you and I were kind of on the same page going, look, these are our babies. Just make sure you're doing the right thing. Because if not, this thing ain't going to yeah. last long. And, and Todd Helms and Jason and all those guys did an incredible job putting the kids in the best position to stay safe yet work yeah, out and get some film, right? So that's kind of how it seems. Did you see this season being like this? I mean, I know you you, you and I both know. Look, Coach Knox, I'm going to give you love. <laughs> we knew if there was a season that you would be in it at the latter part of the year. I ain't surprised about Dutch Fork being in it. I'm not even surprised <laughs> Sumter's in it. I'm a little surprised yeah. that Fort Dorchester did go a little farther, a lot farther. I thought they were probably the most loaded team across a football. I mean, again, I'm close to the situation – but I'm also yeah. able to see all the other rosters. So, you know, to see a Gabby get knocked out early, a Dorman get knocked out early, you know, that, that 5A football had some had some things. And then on the 4A side, I mean, we're watching Chase Simmons and the boys of the Chiefs, who I'll be watching yeah. Friday night going against Ryan Berger and, and of course, Randall and J.J. and, and, and the defensive that. guys. You know, we knew they were going to be here, but we didn't expect North Myrtle Beach. No disrespect to you guys, but, you know, again – What's been some of the biggest headlines for you, Miss V, here going to Thanksgiving weekend? Um, well, I am surprised uh, about um, uh, special athlete. I'm surprised of Gaffney um, mm-hmm. not uh, making it. Uh, so that was that was surprising. Um, I love Dylan, obviously, because I'm from the PD. They're from you know, and I, I loved him to death. But when I Realized that they were going up against Gilbert. I knew that was going to be a tough battle um, for them. So while I was uh, rooting for them, uh, just for those those you know personal heartstrings, I had the suspicion that more than likely they were not going to survive Gilbert because those 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 guys are big. Um, they are uh, very very well trained, and not to say that Dylan's not, but it's it was probably something that Dylan had not faced before. Um, so I was not surprised at that outcome. Um, I'm this season I'm most proud of is River Bluff. I'm very proud of the season that River Bluff had this year. And um, I believe that they are, um, yeah, they're the ones, not necessarily surprising, but everything kind of clicked for them this year. Um, they've always had pieces here and there, but they had a strong defense this year. And the guys uh, did their thing on um, offense, and they had a really, really good season. So I was uh, sorry to see that end, but I am just uh, most proud of that particular school. AC Flora, still going. Um so that's a great thing, you know. I didn't see that. I don't even really know where that came from. I know that Ethan Beamish, I saw him at Perry uh, Perry's um, quarterback um, camp or uh, training session, and he was awesome. He was awesome. So that's my fir- that was my first time meeting him, 
and I saw the potential that he had. So um, I didn't know what the rest of the team were like, although the wide receiver, I, his name always escapes me. But he's, he was awesome as well. So um, that team going, still in it, going as well as they're going, um, that was a surprise, and but it was a welcome surprise. The guys here in the in the Millers are doing a really good job, doing a real good job. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's two know, schools. Oh yeah, of course. We got, we cannot mention Dutch Fork. I mean, again, <laughs> I, I still think that again, you know, there's certain there's certain movies that you that you watch Friday Night Lights, Rudy, Remember the Titans, mm-hmm. whatever it is for you, mm-hmm. the program, whatever it may be. You know, for me, Tom Knotts is that guy that you would see, like, on Remember the Titans or, or maybe that Friday mm-hmm. Night Lights guy, to be quite honest with you. But I, I said this on a broadcast multiple times. I was very blessed enough to be in the locker room right before they ran out and, and played against Dorman, by the way, which won that one at the mm-hmm. end on a, on a great pass to this kid that you may know a little bit about, Jalen Hyatt, to the corner, mm-hmm. from a great quarterback to a great wide receiver that won it, and it looked like Alshon Jeffries in the end zone, by the way. I'm just going to say, it was a great pass and a great catch, and only where Hyatt could catch it. Now, that being said, it was the pregame speech that, that Coach Knox said that I could hear that on a Disney movie. I could hear that on a movie screen where he looked at these kids, and, you know, I mean, they've won state championships. They're going for another one. You know, it's easy to win, you know, some would say after you win the first one. I got to tell you, you got to put a lot of work in every year. And, and for me, mm-hmm. Coach Knox is the best at keeping his kids not only on the field pumped up, but on the sideline. They never stand still. Yeah. They're rocking back and forth. They're jumping up and down. All of a sudden, here comes a sledgehammer. Where the heck it came from, nobody knows. But these guys are just pumped up and ready to go. So he looked at these kids and he told them. And he's going to have to say that same thing every single night because of what we're going through. While there's a lot going on outside of these walls and outside of the stadium, tonight this is the most important moment in your life right now. This is the most important thing right now. At the end of this game, we will reevaluate life and we'll reevaluate things and we'll put things back in order. But as of right now, it doesn't matter what's happening outside of these walls. What matters is what's Mm -hmm. happening inside the stadium. And so that's what he told those young men. And I got to tell you what, that's what leaders do. Leaders lead and, and those are able to, to execute, execute. And, and you saw that. Yeah. And, again, whether you thought that Dorman let one slip away or not, that's what a state championship looks like. The best of the best yeah. is there. You've got to punch it for four yeah. quarters, or you find out with 35 seconds remaining, you let one in the back of the end zone and a fade route pass to the corner, it ain't going to go the way you think it's going to go if you're a defender allowing Jalen Hyatt or anybody behind you, but definitely a kid like Jalen Hyatt who made him play for yeah. big fashion. So you're around that program. I, I know at times, and you'll be there Friday night watching Sumter. What is the strength for for, for, for Sumter? And I know you're close to those guys. This is going to be a very tearjerker for you because you're close to the quarterback and the defensive line and the running back at Sumter as we are. But you also know a lot of those kids on the other side. So for you, what do you think? What, is, what does Sumter have to do to win? And what does Dutch Fork have to do to win, Miss B? Well, um, I'll take the easiest one, uh, Dutch Fork. Um, to and I've said this before that Dutch Fork, uh, from the years that I've been following Dutch Fork, probably about five six years now, they are well disciplined. And this every year in the last three years, the team that has been on the field 
you know, I'd say, wow, they don't look as sharp as the team before. But every single year, they're undefeated and they're champions. So what that says about um, the team is that they are disciplined enough and committed enough to do what they need to do in order to win the game, no matter what mistakes they made before. The mistake you made in the last play, that's over. You got the rest of the game to go. You got to keep going. And um, they they play with definitely a lot of heart. Not to say other schools don't, but I think the main the main thing is that they are accustomed to win, and they have a winning attitude. They go out there, they expect to win, and they don't make stupid mistakes. Um, by this time in you know in the season, you know those those little mistakes they add up. And they're just not supposed to happen. Um, so you got to be disciplined enough to remember what you were training for all this time, and then to go out on the field and execute. The assistant coaches they do a great job of keeping the kids pumped up on the sideline. They really do. They, you know, when it's offense time, then you got the defense pumping up. When it's defense time. The offense is, you know, pumping them up. They don't make stupid mistakes. Every now and then you'll get an offside or a false start or something like that. But other than that, that's about it. And if that happens, you can just see the look in their faces like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's just, that's, that's just it. Every, they just keep on winning. Um, so you got to be disciplined and remember that whatever mistake you made before or the play, the last play was the last play. And he coaches play. He coaches for three or four plays down the road. And that's so, that's, that's, I mean, you know, I'm not a coach, but, you know, I think that's, uh, that's different. I don't know what everybody else does. I just know that. But um, it, it, whatever he's doing, it, it wasn't great. Because this year's team, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen Dutch Ford play this bad. And for in a long time, but guess what? They won every single game. Sumter, I absolutely love my guys in Sumter. They know that. Um, they are a, they are a great team. If there's gonna be a good game, it's gonna happen Friday night. I'm actually nervous for Dutch Sports for this Friday night game. Um, last week against Carolina Forest. Carolina points. I mean, did you see the scores? I mean, they had, they scored between the two teams over a hundred points. Um, they did a great job. They did a great job. But at the same time, when it came to it after halftime, okay, this is a new game, and you have to play like that. Um, you can't give that for an inch. So towards the end of the game, the second half, they started making mental mistakes. Um, they weren't playing to the potential that they were playing before, and that's all Dutch Fort needed to get in there. Sumter, they are uh, they play well. They don't make uh, a lot of mistakes either. So I'm expecting this to be a nail biter. Uh, I was shocked by the Carolina Forest game, and that was great because they did an awesome guys job. I even was on the Carolina side, telling them, "Hey, you're doing you've done a great job." You know, you're doing so good. And they continue to play through the end of the game. But um, 
this Sumpty team, I, I truly am. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous for Dutch Ford for Friday night. So I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. I got, you know, like you said, I got boys on both sides of the the um, ball. So it's going to be a nail-biter. It's going to be a nail-biter. So I don't know. I need one of those shirts with half Dutch Ford and half something. I need one of those shirts. That's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 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 wait. we'll see what happens as, of course, Miss V will be representing the South Carolina High School Blitz and Southern Sports Central come Friday night over there at Dutch Fork. They will be hosting Sumter. Winner take all. That means the lower state to head up to the upstate or not really for these guys. They'll just ride down the road somewhere and play in one of the two stadiums that's holding this tournament or the final state championship the following weekend. They'll wait also to see who they will wait to see. Of course, will it be T.L. Hannum or Northwestern? Uh, again, new bloods, at least on the upstate, will be representing. We will see if Dutch Fork continues to do what Dutch Fork does. Uh, Miss V, I want you to hold on through the break, mm-hmm. and then you can drop down or you can still hang out because we got David Shelton coming up at, at 630. But I'm going to play the okay. whole intro and the remainder of this Thanksgiving song that's labeled macaroni. <laughs> All right, so this is a traditionally, this is a holiday show, so we're going to keep it real, we're going to keep it clean, but we're going to keep it fun and family-friendly, and with all of that, we, we, we're all about giving thanks. So before I cut you loose, or, or at least put you on hold for just a few, okay. what, what is something that you're the most thankful for during this season, Miss B? I am thankful just to be here. Um, just being, just being alive, you know, every breath I take, uh, uh, I'm thankful as everybody knows by now, you know, I lost my mom last month and, um, just, uh, I'm sorry. Take your time. Um, just a outpouring of love and support. Um, that I see from, you know, some people I don't even know. Um, that's meant a lot to me. And just knowing what my mom would have wanted me to do, how she'd want me to keep, you know, living and doing the things that she's already proud of me for, um, mm-hmm. it means a lot. And one of the things she was is she was a neighborhood mom. She was everybody's mom. Um, she had a heart that loved everyone, and she saw the good in everyone. Um, mm-hmm. It got her in a lot of trouble sometimes, but she had a heart that loved everyone. Um, and if, if there's no better heart than that. That's the heart of God. And that's what I desire to do is just to have to have that kind of heart. I strive to be um, as angelic as she was and um, it really meant a lot to me uh, just to have all the support that I've had, just to have uh, my family. Um, it's, it's just been it's just been an, a humbling time. And so, if anything, I'm just thankful for just being here, just being alive, just being able to just do my part in making a difference in somebody's life. And it just one person, you know, just being able to say something um, to one person that encourages them to look on the bright side, look for the civil line and to be positive because there's so many things to be negative about. There's so many things to be sad about or mad about, but you have to make a conscious decision every single day 
to be happy. Otherwise, you'll go in a state of depression. You mm-hmm. have to make a con- conscious effort to be happy and to be positive. I mean, I think if we, we all do that every single day, this would be a better world just to start with. So, I think yeah. we're starting on it. Interesting to hear Ms. V talk about her mom, who she did lose to COVID uh, what, not about a month, a little over a month ago now. And yet, as you hear her break down the type of woman her mom is, does it not sound like the same lady that's on this phone? So to say, Ms. V, that your mom's not living through you, you know, would, would, be, would be something that I, I would be mistaken if I did mention it. Because the same thing that you just explained is the same thing that you bring to Ken and you bring to myself and all of us here in our great state of South Carolina. I want to say this with much love. We wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Hang tight. We're going to put you in the green room. You can listen to our okay. guest coming up in just a second, David Shelton with the Post and Courier. He's going to break down all the games. So, Ms. V, get your pen and your paper out. He's going to give you the yeah. answers to the test come Friday night, guys. Don't go anywhere. It is our special Thanksgiving 2020 right here on Southern Sports Central. When we come back, the bus has left Columbia. We're back in Charleston with the big man, David Shelton, with the Post and Courier and many more right after this, guys. Mm, if you're not serving macaroni and cheese, do not invite me. Oh, cheese, do not invite me. Cow's blessing to us all. Do not invite me. If you're not serving macaroni, macaroni and cheese, do not invite me. Don't disrespect my day of things. If the word craft is in your macaroni recipe, do not invite me. Oh, I thought we were friends. I thought you liked me. Boss up you me. must want to fight me. If the word craft is in your macaroni Macaroni recipe, no. Do not invite me. You just got demoted to bring in store-bought cakes. If your dressing is made from stovetop, go ahead and leave. Don't cook again. Oh, the devil has your you mind. You know that's a sin. Heaven ain't letting you in. If your dressing is made from stovetop, go ahead and leave. Don't cook again. Jesus didn't die so you could put that on my plate. Microwave. It's disrespectful. Powder cheese. It's disrespectful. Blue boxes.
and I knew. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully, you enjoyed that introduction uh, there of uh, our Thanksgiving as we kick it off here on Southern Sports Central. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you from all of us here at Southern Sports Central. As I bring in the man with the plan, and that is David Shelton. Now, if you look at his picture on Twitter at SO Sports Central, he looks a lot like Eric Bischoff to me. That's why I kind of like to bring him in with that NWO theme. What's up, Big Dave? Well, you brought me in with that macaroni and cheese thing, and that was perfect because anybody that knows me knows that I don't play with my macaroni and cheese. And if you ain't having it, don't invite me. I love it. Dude, that is the funniest song I've heard in a minute. And I'm sitting there literally running in my car today, and I was like, I got to get this on the show. I got So I'm downloading it, and every time you download these songs, it plays it. So, I mean, it's one of those things. I'll be tired of hearing it sometime. It's like watching the Christmas story on Christmas Day. By about 11 o'clock tomorrow, I'll be done with it. But, boy, I tell you, that thing hits it right at home, doesn't it? Oh, my daughter makes – my daughter is tasked every year with the mac and cheese, and uh, she does it with, like, uh, four or five different kinds of cheeses. It's unbelievable. And uh, I just saw her today, and I was like, uh, you know, you're bringing the mac and cheese, right? And she's like, I know. If I don't have mac and cheese, you ain't coming. I said, you got it. Man, I, don't I love need it, man. I need mac and cheese. <laughs> I tell you, and, and he nailed whoever sang this song. He nailed it, man. Talking about the microwave, he talked about all the brand names yep. that you better not use, man. I mean, uh, again, the a blue break, box. Don't you bring no blue box mac and cheese? Uh, uh-uh. uh, no way. <laughs> it is amazing, man. We got so much to be thankful for. Of course, uh, you and I talked yesterday in in in, in depth, uh, and I appreciate your help getting us the region players. Uh, throughout, of course, we were able to get Woodlands region today as well from cyber. And, and, and so, you know, it's just something to give these young men something to kind of hold on to, right, David? Because, again, we understand that they, they, some guys didn't even make it to playoffs and some guys were knocked out last week because of not even playing a game. And everything in between kind of played a factor. But it gives them something else to kind of hold on to, right, David? Because with the season ending, reality starts to set in for some of the seniors that – needed i felt something going into the thanksgiving weekend yeah i mean all region teams are are important to these kids and and most of them wait until they're all their teams are out which is pretty much now uh down the low country everybody so you'll you'll start seeing them sprinkle in um but yeah i mean all region's a big deal it's it's not as big as all state but it's but it's uh it means you're you know you're among the best players in your particular conference and the coaches vote on that uh i, I know we got a uh a tweet saying that we missed on some was like, well, we, we didn't pick those. Those <laughs> We just print them. We don't, we don't pick them. Um, the all low country team that I picked uh, that we for the post and courier on Christmas day, uh, you know, that is picked by me. So if I miss one there, you can blame me, but, but these all region teams are coaches. So, um, you know, they, they know their players better than anybody. Live right now with David Shelton right now, we're breaking down the, uh, the regions that of course have been announced in the region players, as he mentions, Christmas Day, he's going to give you guys the gift of his list uh, of who's on the all-region team over there in the Post and Courier. Yeah, that young man, again, I get it. I understand it. And, and coaches know this, but some of the families don't understand how it's picked. And, and, and again, kind of maybe give that idea for those across the state of South Carolina, because I'm pretty sure this is how it's done across the state of South Carolina when it comes to the coaches 
and the, and the ADs maybe that, that actually pick the best of the best when it comes to their region individually. Yeah, it's just head coaches, and they get you know they, they basically the the for most regions the format is the region champion gets the most picks, the second place team gets uh, uh, one less pick, third place team one less pick than the second place team, and on down the line, um, you know the last place team in the region usually gets three picks. The head coach usually submits who he wants from his team. It's not a vote. It's not a it's not a meeting where they all get together and, and hash it out over, uh, you know, three pots of coffee. It's, uh, coach, you know your team better than anybody. Who do you want to put on the all-region team? Um, and that's who they put on there. It's picked by the coaches. So uh, no media, no parents, no ADs, no principals. Uh, it's the coaches, and and you know until somebody comes up with a better way to do it, that's the way they do it, and and I got no problem with it. I mean, I mean who knows who knows his players better than the head coach? So that's who ought to pick it. I totally agree. There was a live right now, David Shelton coming up. We will be talking right now, actually, uh, the the playoffs. We're in round three, which realistically any other normal season, season David, it's round four. Uh, you saw some of the stuff. Let's talk about last week. Uh, I- any surprises last week before we kind of talk about the teams of this week? Um, well, I mean, I guess I guess if you're if you're a traditional football fan, you know, T.O. Hanna going to Gaffney and winning at Gaffney uh, by a point where Gaffney missed an extra point when they attempted to tie it. Um, but Hanna really kind of dominated that game. They were up by three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and and Gaffney made a run. Um, but that that would uh, you know Northwestern the the other team in that upper state bracket beating Dorman uh, a lot of people had Dorman penciled in for for the finals and uh, Northwestern's having a great year coached by Paige Wofford who's a Low Country boy and uh, you know that that was probably somewhat of an upset um, you know maybe Marion beating Barnwell uh, you know Barnwell was not the Barnwell of of yesteryear but still it's Barnwell. And Marion is kind of an up-and-coming team, and I think a lot of people maybe were were surprised by that score. Um, but most of the other ones uh, kind of went chalk. Um, you know, I guess uh, except for maybe 3A with Gilbert beat Dillon. Um, not, I'm not totally shocked that Gilbert beat Dillon, but I am shocked by beating them by 31 points because, I mean, unless you've been in a cave, that just doesn't happen. Uh, Dillon does not lose game by 31 points, especially in the playoffs. And, um but you know, hats off to Gilbert. I mean, what a what a season they've had. They got a big challenge this week, but um, but beating Dylan, the third year in a row they played him, and Dylan Dylan beat him the last two years. So getting over that hump is going to be big for Chad Leapart and, and the rest of their program as they build forward. Now let, let's stay at Dylan quick because I watched them last year in the state championship really just kind of fall apart at the beginning and never were able to regroup. What do you think is happening up there with, with a coach that you and I know with Jackie Hayes, who's the, the numbers, you know, are, have set are, are incredible. And he, there are a lot of guys that will be chasing him for a long time. That being said, what do you feel like's happening over there with Dylan when it comes down to the momentum that usually this is when they hit their stride? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's something to be overly concerned with. I mean, they got beat by a good team. They didn't play well. Uh, and you know, and, I mean, you've heard me say this before. I don't care how good your record is or how good you think you are. If you show up on a Friday night in third round of the playoff and you don't play well, you're going to get beat. I don't care who you're playing. Uh, you got to play well at this point. They just didn't play well the other day. You know, their defense has been a little questionable all year. You know, they, they've given up some points. And, you know, there was some talk 
you know, when I talk to coaches, they say, yeah, they're just not the same defensively. They're not as big. Uh, you know, they're usually really big on the defensive line and really fast at linebacker. And, you know, they were good but not great. And I think uh, I think Gilbert exposed that. I think their big issue all year was stopping people, and uh, and it came back to, to bite them in the, um, in the game against Gilbert. Now we look ahead here, and, and we see a matchup that's coming our way. And, and, again, we'll start in the lower part of the state of South Carolina where, you know, I, I think they're just as good at football down on that side, David, as well as everywhere. I mean, again, it, it reminds me, and I say this all the time, when you go to the 1A and the 2As, it, it looks like if you go during a non-COVID season of what I remember growing up and seeing, you know, regular Friday night football, you know, where everybody was there, nobody was home, and, and of course, everybody was hanging out. But when you see the likes of 1A football, you see everything that's going on down in that bracket, if you will, and we'll start there. What do you like there when it comes down to, of course, a team that has been continuing to win, and that is Bamberg, Earhart, and, of course, a team like Lakeview and the Gators? Yeah, I mean, either one of these teams uh, is very capable of winning the state championship. It's a, it's a, it's a game that, that uh, most people, including myself, kind of, kind of picked at the beginning of the year it's going to be a it's going to be a Lakeview Bamberg decision at the end and um you know they could have played 11 games they could have played 30 games you know it, that these are the two best teams and um and I think that's what we get Friday night and it's going to be a great game and you know two two traditional powerhouse programs uh two communities that just live and die with high school football year round and uh that that just sets up for a for a great, great game on Friday night. Now, if you had to pick one of the two, David, do you think it is a team like Lakeview seems to have the most momentum out of this? Or do you think this team coached by a really good staff top to bottom out of Bamberg, who wins this one in a dogfight coming up into, uh, it looks like they're hitting the road and going to Lakeview. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one to call because Bamberg, Bamberg has, uh, they, they beat a really good Whale Branch team last week. Um, they have not given up. I think they've given up 24 points all year. Um, Lakeview is a team that is that is more balanced than they've traditionally been, but they still like to run the football. Uh, they're pretty good defensively. You know, Lakeview's going to have that home field advantage, uh, and there and there is something to that at, at Lakeview when you go to Lakeview or or a place like Dillon. You know, you better win by two touchdowns because this is it's strange things could happen. Um, but I, I tell you. I kind of lean towards Bamberg um, just because of their schedule that they played and their defense. And usually when you get to this point, the best defensive team wins. But this is a toss-up. I mean, I, I really don't think uh, there's a hair's difference between these two teams. Like they're almost a pick em, if you will. If you were in Vegas, that's kind of the word you'd be looking for there. Now, on the upstate, Southside Christian, you know, I got to see, by the way, you know, I work with the South Carolina Football Association uh, the youth football guys, and I tag you in a lot of stuff that you see as they actually have the state championship game here uh, in, the, in the low country coming up on uh, Sunday over there at the fort. I want to get you over there if you don't have anything going on to see some of the up-and-coming kids that are really all around the state. But Southside Christian actually has a team that is going to be seen on that field going against, uh, well, the fort at 12U. But on Friday night, the boys that are 16 to 18 or maybe even 15 will be seeing a very good Lamar team, but they're going to host them. Does Southside Christian have some more of this magic, or is it magic that they're seeing here in this season? No, I think a lot of people, uh, most people that follow the sport, kind of, kind of said, you know, this 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 team is capable of of winning, um, 
the one a state championship. So I, I don't think it's a surprise that either of these teams are here. Um, in fact, in four, in one a, all four teams, they're probably the four best teams in the classification. There are no surprises. Uh, Lamar has a great history, uh, have won state titles, uh, several state titles over the years. Um, and, and Southside is kind of a team that, that came down from two a where they were a contender in two a, um, they throw the ball around. Lamar throws the ball around. I think there'll be some points in this game. I think there'll be a lot of big plays. And certainly, you know, again, it, it's a pick 'em. I mean, Southside Christian being the home team has got a, has maybe gotten a little advantage, but uh, uh, Lamar has the advantage of having a lot of players who have been there, done that. Uh, they've been in this situation. They got beat last year in the playoffs. But prior to that, I think they played in four out of five state title games and won, won two of them. Um, well, those seniors, some of those seniors on Lamar's team have been in these games. So, um, you know, Southside's, Southside's certainly capable of winning this game. I, I would I would probably pick them in a close one. But, again, um, you just you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know turnovers, injuries, um, you know, those kind of things. Lamar is every bit as good uh, as they've been and every bit as good as Southside. So it's going to be a barn burner. And there will be some points scored in that one where I think Lakeview and Bamberg, you know, maybe first one to 10 or 20 wins. I think Lamar Southside is going to have uh, going to be up in the upper 20s or low 30s. Wow. So way, it looks like 1A may have the best football overall in, in the one through five here in the state of South Carolina as we're live right now. David Shelton, post and courier, does it as good as anybody in the country. I'll give it to him over the bigger picture of things. Not only does he join us here on, uh, of course, Southern Sports Central. You hear him on Bobby Harden. He does a few other radio shows throughout the week. He's also hanging out with uh, a few other publicators around the state as well with, the, of course, the, uh, the, the many ones that you'll hang out with uh, on Friday. David, tell us a little bit about where you might be hanging out on Friday before we move to the second, to the second conversation. Uh, it looks like I'm headed to Camden to watch that uh, 3A showdown with Gilbert and Camden. Again, two communities who really love their football one school, one town. I love it. I, that's the way. That's the way I love high school football. Um, that's what I grew up in with. You know, with the likes of Berkeley's and Somerville's before there were all these other new schools. Um, so the one school, one town thing uh, is going to be a great atmosphere. They sold out the tickets already. Um, of supposedly twenty five hundred. If I'm a betting man, there's going to be more than twenty five hundred people in that stadium. <laughs> so we'll see who sneaks in, but. Uh, uh, my guess is that there's going to be more than 2,500 there, and that's going to be a great game. Yeah, that's going to be a great game. So let's let's stick to 3A, and we'll come back to 2A since we kind of jumped ahead a little bit, and that's my fault. But 3A Camden, a team like Gilbert, and again, we mentioned what they were able to do against Dylan. You know, I see Camden; they got a week off, and and I think you said this last week may not or may have been you know good for them to have the weekend off. You know, for them not to play. Uh, you know, and, and not actually it was a conversation you and I had yesterday. Do you see that able to help them or hurt them? And, and if you had to pick in this one, you think Gilbert's going to keep steamrolling and doing what they did last weekend and hanging in there on the road, actually, in uh, Camden? Yeah, you know, I think Gilbert's had a great year. But I, I back in September, I picked Camden to win the state championship. So I, I would, I would, I can't pick against them Friday night, although I think it'll be a very good game. I think it's going to be some scoring in it. It's going to be run-oriented. Um, Camden probably has the advantage at quarterback, and that may end up being the difference. But 
Camden to win the 3A state championship back when the season began. I picked him to beat Dillon in the lower state final and picked him to beat Chapman or Daniel, uh, which, it, you know, I guess Daniel's got a shot to get there. But um, I, 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 can't, I can't go against Camden right now after I picked him all year. Uh, but I think Gilbert's going to be a team that can give them some fits with that running game. Now, of course, they'll get to see a team or two that may give them a fit as well. And Wren, who, of course, uh, steps down from four to comes down to three. And they will see a th- team that seems like gets stronger every week. I know the Hurricanes are in Wren, but it seems like the Lions have a little bit of a hurricane in them as they keep doing things after things with Daniel knocking out the last year's champion. Now they get to host a 4A champion from last year. What do you like in this matchup, and who do you feel like walks out of here and represents the upstate in 3A? Well, they played earlier in the year. Daniel Daniel won the game by a couple of touchdowns. I think 30-10 to 10 was the final. Um, Wren has played very well since that loss. Daniel has not let their foot off the gas. They have been really good all year long, scoring points. Uh, I think they put 49 up on the defending state champs. That's got a pretty good defense at Chapman. Um, uh, they they haven't been – I think their lowest point total was 30 when they beat Wren 30-10, to 10, so uh, they're rolling. Now, Wren is a team that is a lot better defensively than they played in that first matchup, so I think they'll probably do a better job of slowing Daniel down a little bit, but I, I just don't think you – you know, unless Daniel turns the ball over and, and just uh, creates problems for themselves, I don't, I don't see Wren being able to – just totally shut them down. I'm, I'm going to – I would probably pick Daniel in that game. Now, I expect it to be a good one here. Is of course, these teams will match up. Daniel, again, seems to have the energy and, and, and everything that they need. Of course, they also uh, will be uh, hosting this one. So, again, you have that going for them as well. Now, we go backwards. Let's go backwards to two-way football, of course. Uh, we skipped over these guys. But Andrew, the Yellow Jackets – and Scott Durham, your friend and mine, will be traveling to a place called Marion. They've been there once before. It's a region conversation, but it is redemption for Andrews, and it's an opportunity for Marion in the two-way battle in the lower state. Who wins this one, and how does it break down in your eyes, David? Well, they, they played earlier, played in the first game of the year. As a matter of fact, they opened the season against each other. Marion won a really close game. Uh, Andrews has not lost since then. Marion – had a slip up against King Street, which I still hadn't figured out how that happens, but um, but it happened. And uh, you know, Marion coming off a good win over Barnwell, that kind of was a statement win. Yeah, it's not the same Barnwell team that we saw the last couple of years, but still, it's Barnwell, and you beat them uh, at home in a playoff game by two touchdowns. So they're feeling really good, uh, you know. But I go back to what Andrews did in the first round. They they beat Sherall, which uh, was a really good. Uh, football team, uh, and I think Andrews kind of is building off that. They they won at Peeling last week. Peeling was sort of the Cinderella story of the playoffs, and and Andrews kind of handled that one pretty easily. I, I think I think Andrews can go to Marion and win. I, I think it's a very evenly uh, matched game. Um, I think whichever team comes out is not going to be favored in the two A state championship game because of the two teams in the upper state. But getting there, you can't win it unless you get there and. Uh, so they're going to go at it. I mean, it's going to be a physical, hard-hitting game. They know each other so well. And, uh, you know, I mean, if I was picking, I'd, I'd, I'd probably pick Andrews. But, again, it's very, very – you're splitting hairs between these two teams. But I just like what Andrews has been able to do in the playoffs on the road. Uh, going to Marion is not going to be 
on. It's not going to affect them. They're not going to be intimidated by going to Marion. They've been there, done that, uh, and they've been on the road in the playoffs anyway. Now, you mentioned the team that they got to play in the upstate, and it doesn't matter whether it's going to be the boys from Gray Collegiate who continues to find the steam and the, everything they need to step up and go to the next round, but it is the matchup that I know everybody in Abbeville has talked about for the last week and a half, definitely the past week, and that, of course, uh, Abbeville taking on Gray. It will go down finally come Friday night. David, what do you like in this matchup? And, man, do these guys come out here limping, dragging, crawling? How, how, how do they end up with this one when it's all said and done? I think you gotta, you gotta. It's, it's basically, can Great Collegiate slow down Abbeville's run game, and can Abbeville's defense kind of corral the the Gray passing game, and which they mix it in. They're pretty balanced with with Casey Adams coming out of the backfield as a receiver and a runner back, running back. Um, you know, Abbeville can throw it a little more than they have in the past, but their defense has been really good. They beat a team, Christ School, North Carolina. In, a, in kind of a thrown-together game when there were some cancellations early. They beat them, and they throw the ball around the field. They just won a state championship up there in North Carolina in the private school league. So, uh, you know, they, they've been tested by the passing team. Gray is going to give them all they want. Going to come down to Gray's defense. Can they slow down? Can they stop the Abbeville offense? And uh, nobody has this year. I, I don't. I don't know that Gray can do it. The difference is most teams couldn't score with Abbeville. Gray is capable of scoring with them, but it's going to come down, can they get a stop? And I'm going to pick Abbeville in this one. Um, I look for some points. This one could get into the 60 total point range. Um, But but I tell you, Abbeville's just been so good. They lost in this game last year to Saluda that went on winning the state title. Uh, Abbeville's won four out of the last five state titles. Um, so you got to think the way they played that they'll be favored at home. Not a lot of people go to Abbeville and win. Saluda did, but not a lot of people do it. And uh, it's going to be a very tough task for, for Gray. But I think they can. I just don't I don't believe they will. I think Abbeville is going to win the game. Should be a good one here. Another big matchup. This is going to be a rematch from earlier in the season. It was the last game of the regular season. Myrtle Beach taking on North Myrtle Beach. North Myrtle Beach won many battles in many ways there and came out victorious with the region, with the best position in the playoffs and 4A football. Here they are now in the lower state. I'm actually going to be heading up to the Grand Strand Friday morning to watch this one in person. David, does, does the rematch uh, help North Myrtle Beach, or does it give lead way to say it's hard to beat somebody twice and Ryan Berger, J.J., and Randall has their day in redemption on the Grand Strand. Yeah, I mean, if they're, if they're, if they're healthy, um, they haven't been healthy the last couple of weeks, but they've won. They've done it with the running game with Boss. Um, you know, I think they will try to get a little more running game going and get a little more balance going against North Myrtle Beach this Friday. The Chiefs are really good on defense. Uh, pass defense, rush, run defense, they rush, they rush the passer very well. Uh, they're really good on defense, so Myrtle Beach has got their work cut out for them. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel about the the rematch thing, the revenge thing. But what I what I do think is an advantage for Myrtle Beach is they've been there. They've they've done this. This is nothing new for Myrtle Beach. Uh, winning, playing for lower state titles, winning lower state titles. Uh, they were lower state champs last year. They played in the state championship game. Um, Ryan Berger was the quarterback in that game. Jones, Randall, all these guys were there. Um, so I, I think they'll be a little more prepared for the height 
because they this is kind of old hat for them. North Merle, it's very important that they that they don't get overhyped too early and let this game get away too quick. Uh, Myrtle Beach is certainly capable. If if they get up on you, they can they can hammer down on you and they it can get ugly. Um, so North Myrtle's just got to stay in this game, keep it close, keep it competitive until um, things can settle down. Um, I, I'm, you know, I, I was asked by Phil Cornblue last week on the scoreboard show uh, to go ahead and pick the game, and at that point I was leaning Myrtle Beach. Still leaning Myrtle Beach a little bit, but, you know, North Myrtle's having the season, the best season in school history. Uh, they got good players. I mean, they got good players, good coaches. Uh, they're going to bring it. Uh, I just think uh, Myrtle Beach's experience may be a difference in this game. These guys have been in the big games. Here we are now live wrapping up the 4A. We just broke down the lower state. Now let's go to the upper state here in, in the conversation. As uh, you, you look at Catawba Ridge, a team that we're learning more about every week, and they keep finding ways to win every week. Here they are now in a, in a very good opportunity to upset a team uh, out of AC Flora. Now does AC Flora – just do what they do. We've all kind of thought they were the team to beat in 4A football, I believe, at the beginning of this. But has Catawba Ridge shown you anything that says, hey, maybe that Cinderella shoe fits the boys of Catawba Ridge? Well, you know, I mean, it, it, it does fit, and they're playing exceptionally well. Um, they're going to be very challenged. Uh, they haven't played a team like AC Floor that can run it and throw it, and AC Floor's defense is really sound. Um, you know, Catawba Ridge is going to have to find a way to score some points against that defense because I don't think they're just going to shut down AC Flora. Uh, you know, when you compare the schedules, Catawba Ridge lost to South Point and AC Flora blew South Point out last week. So, you know, if you take that, if that matters, then AC Flora wins this game and, and they'll be at home. But that's not a factor for Catawba Ridge because they've been on the playoff the first two weeks and they've won. But uh, I I think I think AC Floor is kind of the, you know, the team of destiny, if you will. I, I think they're just putting it all together. They're playing exceptionally well. They they do well in every phase of the game, and I think they're going to be hard to beat on Friday night. All right, there we go. Sorry about that, David. So let's now go to 5A oh, okay. football. I apologize about that. So when we look at 5A football, you look Dutch Fork, you see Sumter. Now, Sumter, a, a team that has you – know, they, they've all had the hype during the preseason. They've made it – to the final four with a good quarterback, a solid running back. On the other side, they've got some pretty good pass rushers. But do they have the defenders, David? Do they have what it takes in the secondary to slow down that passing game that you see over there at Dutch Fork and Coach Knox? Not only do they have another quarterback that seems like he can just take off where the other young man that went to Clemson did, and receivers, even though there's a Hyatt, he's not even probably the top receiver on that roster and then on the secondary, they've got secondary dogs that can hunt all over the secondary and just basically make it a no-fly zone. What do you like in this game, and does Sumter and the Gamecocks have an upset in their pocket? Well, I, I think Sumter, the key the key for Sumter will be their offense. Can they score points? I know Sumter's defense is, is as good as any unit that Dutch Fork has seen, but Dutch Fork's going to score. Uh, they're they're going to find ways to score running, throwing, whatever they got to do. Uh, they they will game plan. They will have they will have pass protections to to offset that rush. They'll throw some screens and some draws to slow that stuff down. Sumter's offense has got to score. Uh, this game is not going to be 21-14. Uh, Sumter's got to get up there in the upper 20s. 
Um, you know, I mean, Carolina Forest has got a great offense and scored 35 last week and still got beat 62 to 35. So, you know, they're going to – something's going to have to score uh, because, like I said, I don't – this game's not going to be 14-7, 21-14. It's going to get up there. Dutch Fork's going to find a way to put points on the board. Dutch Fork's defense is very underrated. Yeah, they give up some big plays last week, but anybody that knows Carolina Forest knows they can they can score. They're they're very good offensively, and all Dutch Fork did was go out and score 62. So, uh, you know, I I think Sumter's got a puncher's chance in this, but I I just can't I can't see uh, unless there's a lot of turnovers on Dutch Fork's part, which would be very uncharacteristic of them. I just can't see Sumter being able to score enough to beat to beat Dutch Fork. Live right now, David Shelton joining us here, wrapping it up here with a little extra minutes over the time here, but we're going to ask him the question now in the upper state as we look at 5A football up there. And a team that, that I don't think, I'll be honest with you, I did not, David, I did not think the T.L. Hanna boys would be at this point. And I don't know if I really thought the Northwestern guys were going to be there. I thought it was an all Gaffney, Dorman kind of day, and it was set up perfectly for another rematch, but it's not that indeed. It's two teams who deserve to be here and are here and will play here on Friday night. Does Northwestern keep the lights on and keep things moving, or does Tiana just find a way to get it done? Well, I, I think you're right. Both, I, I don't think anybody envisioned this matchup. I think when the season started, when the playoffs started, everybody was pointing to Gaffney Dorman uh, having a rematch of that great game they played earlier this year. Uh, but but you know what? That's why we play the game. That's why we don't just listen to people like me and and read the paper and read the stats and go, okay, this team's going to win, because you you can't measure what what kids have inside uh, based off looking at film. But when you look at film, you know Northwestern's defense is really good. They they're sound. Now they have not played an offense like Hannah's with that with that wing offense. That's the problem that most teams have is they don't see this enough. They, it's hard to prepare for. So as good as Northwestern's defense has been all year, they haven't played this. And, and Hannah executes that offense to a T. Not a lot of great prospects, not a lot of big names. You're not going to see them all over recruiting boards. But they play this offense. They do it very, very well. They execute it exceptionally well. Um, two years ago, they were in the state finals uh, against Dutch Fort. Dutch Fork figured them out after a half and just blew them out of the water. But Northwestern's offense is not as explosive uh, as maybe Dutch Fork's or maybe as much as Gaffney. So, you know, I kind of look, this game's going to be sort of low scoring. Um, and it, it's a toss-up. Northwestern's at home. Northwestern is having a huge bounce-back year after winning only two games last year. Their tradition of that program is, is among the very best in the state. You know, I think Northwestern will find a way to win this game, but their defense is going to be stressed in this game, no question. No doubt about it. The one that is not stressed is David Shelton because he does a great job. He's always prepared to bring it, whether it be on this show or Bobby Harden, a few other radio broadcasts around the state. Of course, you can hear him on Friday night, him and Full Corn Blue up there in the state scoreboard, repeating it all and giving it to you at the best. They've got some of the voices that cover the games in calling in, as I get a chance to do during the season when the team that I cover is still playing. We're doing it on Friday night, but again, with that being said, David, uh, again, tell tell all the guys over there. Of course, uh, you know I, I have an opportunity to know your family very well, and 
your, you know, of course, your grandchildren. So that's a blessing in itself that I just can't tell you how much it means to me to have you a part of our show. And, and I'm thankful for guys like you, not just here on this show, but what you do when we're sleeping, the, the things that you put together so that when we wake up, it's kind of like Christmas morning, right? You're putting things in our stocking, but it looks like a, uh, like a smartphone these days. So thank you for all that you do, buddy. And don't forget, Friday, lunch is on me. I just got to catch you before we both leave to go out of town. Okay, man. I appreciate it, and y'all, uh, y'all have a good show. And to all your listeners, uh, certainly happy Thanksgiving. We got a lot to be thankful for in this year, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, we do. And don't think I'm not going to keep you around for basketball, brother, because it's getting a little more interesting. As we heard, Dorchester County, by the way, has closed the gym to anybody who's not a faculty, player, or staff. So we'll talk about that with you next week, buddy. Thank you for hanging out with us. Okay. Y'all take care. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, David Shelton, the man with the plan. You can hear him right here on Southern Sports Central on Wednesdays at 6.30. At 6.30, jumps in here with us, does what he does, and he does one of the best in the biz around the state of South Carolina. Of course, he's with the Post and Courier. He writes for the high school pages around the state. He also is with one of the other legendary guys that sits in in the booth like I do, Phil Cornblue, kind of the godfather, if you will, to high school football. I kind of have these guys that I look up to. And when I got into this position in this profession, I knew that that was kind of the mark that they had set. So I just kind of do what I can to be in the same conversation. And when you're in the same room with guys like him and, and Ted Burns, God rest his soul, you know, it's just, um, man, it, it means so much. So that being said, I got to take a break. We're nine minutes past the top of the hour, which means the commissioner is going to put me in timeout come Saturday or Sunday. We'll find out which of the two because Jay Williams from the South Carolina Youth Football Association joins us next as they have decided who won the lower state, who won the upper state in youth football because this weekend, I believe, we'll find out they will find the state champ. All that and much more as we hit our number two right out of this. Welcome back, everybody. Without further ado, I bring him in, and that is the commissioner of the South Carolina Youth Football Association, Jay Williams. I'm bringing him in in style with the Wolfpack theme because we are a pack, no doubt about it. Myself, him, his uh, brothers around the league that all have become a little bit tighter after this past weekend, and we look to get a little tighter this coming weekend as the state championship game, I believe, we'll wait and see if we have any breaking news on this, but I know they're going to play it. It's just a question of when and where. And with that, I bring in your commissioner. That is Jay Williams. What's up, Commish? What's going on, brother? How are you doing? We're good, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, my friend. Same to you. Same to you. Life's doing great. Hope you're doing well also, brother. Yeah, man. Well, you know, we gave Eugene off until 7. He's 11 minutes late. We will start that down. He will definitely be running some stadiums when he finally checks in here. But until then, 
Let's you and I hang out a little bit, man. Great weekend. Holy moly. You know, we got a chance to see upstate, lower state, and everything in between. As uh, I got a chance, as always, to be a part of a big weekend. A lot bigger than even you could believe the weekend before. And it's almost like, uh, you know, you're building up to the dessert if you're looking at a five-course meal, right? I mean, we already have the appetizer, the entree. You know, the salad's already been chewed. We've already gotten the main meals out of the way, and here comes that dessert that we're going to call the state championship. We'll talk about that in a minute. But the success I thought that you guys put on last week with you and, and of course, uh, the guy that runs the upstate up there, everybody socially distanced, masks were worn, concessions were done correctly. Everything I thought ran as smooth as it could have possibly ran with almost kind of a short minute of what you guys had to put together. But I thought you guys came out very, very good when it was all said and done. Yeah, I, I, it was a tremendous day. And uh, I know we're giving Eugene some, some uh, grief about being 11 minutes late today, but he was there. He was on time last Saturday. Uh, he did great. I went back and listened to the broadcast that you guys did. He did great. Um, and it was tremendous as parents. It was great to have the entire state, like you said, from upper state to the Midlands, to the lower state, all in one location, playing great games of football. I mean, we had four games go down to the wire. Um, one 20 seconds left, the second to last game, 20 seconds left, 0-0 all game long until, you know, kid catches about a 30-yard bomb in the end zone to win it all. So, man, it was tremendous, great experience, um, and just going to keep building and keep going up from there. Now, of course, you saw a bunch of teams. We had a team from Asheville. They came in, did what they needed to do. We talk about Tom Knotts and, and uh, what he's able to do over there with, uh, of course, Dutch Fork. But they had one of the teams that's a, a feeder program to them. The Knights came in and, and played some football. We had teams from the upstate. Matter of fact, I think it's uh, a, a team, uh, the Christian school that we talk about that's in the playoffs. Actually, feeder team was represented as well. So, about the teams that were represented, I believe it was – 6U, 8U, 10U, and 12U this past weekend. Yeah, so who was represented? It wasn't 6U. 6U didn't play because the lower state doesn't have a 6U team. So the Midlands and Upper State will play for the 6U championship this weekend. And we'll um, get to that on the hair as well. I was waiting to disclose the information of the game on your show, giving you the exclusive. Um, But what we had was – Last week was uh, 8U, 10U, and 12U, and we had, for 8U, we had the Columbia Knights, uh, basically right there out of Dutch Fort, and they took on the 8U Asheville Scream out of Asheville, North Carolina. And then we had uh, North Charleston Raiders versus Fort North Chester Patriots for the lower state 8U. Uh, Asheville and Fort advanced, and they will play for the championship, state championship. Then for 10U, we have the Carolina Elite Panthers out of Lancaster. They took on the Spartanburg Gators in a tremendous game. Um, Carolina Elite edged that one out. They will take on the 10U North Charleston Raiders, who ended up beating the 10U uh, Asheville Swamp Foxes. And then we had two tremendous 12U games. One was the Upstate Titans, who – um, or out of Greenville, who kind of funnel a lot of those kids to Southside Christian that you were speaking of. Mm-hmm. They took on um, the Rocket Wildcats in one of the best 12 games I ever witnessed in my life. Um, it sucked that our internet wasn't working properly at the woods because uh, Joe was going to have that one live. And I mean, that was must see TV. 
But, you know, Rock Hill edged them out on that last, you know, 20 seconds on that bomb, won the game. And then for our 12, you lower state, Fort took on North Charleston again in Fort 12, you edged that one out. So those are the matchups for this weekend. And this weekend we'll be at your home, brother, at Fort Dorchester <laughs> High School Sunday. It's going to be on a Sunday. We're calling it Super Bowl Sunday. Game nice. will kick off at 12 p.m. Um, it will start with six you, so we get to see the little guys in the lower state, and hopefully that maybe convince some of our programs to go to six you route next year. Um, right. Six you game will be the new era of hurricanes out of Greenwood versus the six you Carolina Elite Panthers out of Lancaster. Then at 2 p.m. we have the Asheville Screen taking on the host team of 8U Fort Dorchester Patriots. Mm. At 4 p.m. we will have the uh, 10U Carolina Elite Panthers taking on um, the 10U North Charleston Raiders. And then for 6 p.m. the recap, we will have the Rock Hill Wildcats taking on the 12U Fort Dorchester Patriots. Wow, so that's a fun-filled day. Again, you can watch this stuff live if you get to the field uh, at, of course, noon. You want to get there a little earlier. Now, again, the rules apply at this high school just to apply to you on Friday nights, right? you got to wear your mask. you got to stay separated. They are going to be strict, and they should be strict. They need to hold accountability so that we can continue to partner with the high schools. This is the whole deal, guys. It's beginning here and ending here, right? How cool is it that you can watch kids at, at, at 6U, 8U, 10U, and 12U wear similar jerseys as they will at 18, okay? That's the deal. That's the whole it takes a village theme that we're running with here between the, the high school league and, the, the uh, of course, the South Carolina Youth Football Association League. They all work together. There's high school coaches on both of these teams, on multiple teams around the state. And I think that's a, a really big thing. Is there any – and, again, I know Southern Sports Central will be there as we uh, always are. We'll be there right at noon. Actually, you and I are probably – I'll get there about 11 uh, as, uh, you know, I'm going to get there a little early for you. But – is there any TV talk, or are we just going to keep this one on the radio, or have you had any, any conversations there, Jay? I have not had any conversations with Joe because uh, we just got the location verified today in time. Um, I will reach out to him either tonight or more than likely um, Friday. I won't bother him on Thanksgiving. I know it's last minute to see what he may can do. Um, if we are able to get anything accomplished, then, uh, of course, we'll – We'll put it on TV as well, uh, but I know it's last minute. We had our location that we were planning to have it on on Saturday in Columbia cancel on us last minute, so we just had to do what we had to do as far as to get these games in for everyone. Well, I can tell you one thing is that Joe does know his way around here because he and me and a few of our closest friends on Friday nights hang out, be a part of, of course, that Fort DTV Sports TV, and it's a lot of fun. So I can tell you this: if, if it works, that's going to be a blast. If not, we're still going to put some stuff on the radio. We'll, we'll probably do, if not two games, we'll maybe put three games and have three different links so that you guys can listen back to the games that will be played. Eugene has already been told that he's going to be there. I'm going to be there, and uh, we gave recruit someone else to run the sidelines for us this weekend because we are going to be over at the fort. And again, uh, it's going to be a good time. Two teams from the fort are in it. Of course, the team from the Raiders down in North Charleston. So, to me, and let's talk about how big this is for the city of North Charleston and Mayor Summy, who, who I expect to be there because that's just the kind of guy he is. And the city of North Charleston, to have three teams 
represented in state championship conversation. There's not a six-year team that had a chance because they don't have one. But to have three teams out of that North Charleston, uh, you know, uh, area, if you will, to be represented, how, how big do you feel like this means for not only the league but for this community? I mean, it's tremendous, man. I mean, they have a team in every age group representing the lower state coming right out of North Charleston. I mean, the programs are like 10 minutes away from one another, um, if even that. You know, it might not even be a 10-minute drive. So, I mean, it's tremendous. It's big for that city, uh, for that city to be bringing in this, uh, you know, type of uh, pop- population and uh, visitors on a Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, it's tremendous for, you know, Charleston as a whole and North Charleston City of North Charleston. I would expect, like, most parents will probably come down on a Saturday afternoon or maybe even a Friday and make this thing a weekend thing and enjoy Charleston and play the game Sunday. Um, so it's, it's tremendous. It's bringing revenue to the city. It's bringing recognition to the city of North Charleston that good football is played there. I mean, that's evident. You see what Fort Dorchester High School has done at the high school level the past 10-plus years. Um, right. So, you know, it's evident that the talent's there and uh, these young men are just, you know, keeping it going. Um, how great would it be for all three of these guys to bring the state championship back home? That would be tremendous uh, for sports, both teams to bring it home and North Charleston team to bring it home. I mean, everything yeah, would come back to the world. I mean, and I agree with you because if you look at the other side of it, man, you, you talked about the uh, the economy, man. I mean, you know what Friday is. It's the day after Thanksgiving, but it's when everybody's cutting deals. So you don't think for one minute there's not some of the ladies and gentlemen up in the upstate going, you know what, if we get down there early Friday morning, I'm feeling like going to the outlet mall. I feel like I can get us some deals, honey, because, you know, the big man's going to need some help this year, put some stuff under the tree, if you know what I mean. So, to me, I mean, that's another selling point. And, and again, you're doing the one thing, Jay, that I keep telling everybody. And you can take leadership in this. When they bring a mega bowl game down here to to Charleston, finally, this is the number one destination in the world, right? Everybody wants to come here. It's in every magazine. So, for me, I love that, by the way. (laughs) When you look at the the, – when you have – you know, everybody here, right? This is front and center's front stage. And I want to thank, by the way, got to thank Coach LaPrade, Steve LaPrade, the athletic director, the head football coach over there at Fort Dorchester for opening up his facility during all this stuff that's going on and saying, look, it's about the kids. Let's get them on the field. Yes, uh, big shout-out to Coach LaPrade. Of course, he did not have to do this for us, but he extended it with open arms, um, giving these kids the opportunity to play on a high school stadium. Um, I mean, his team is even getting the privilege. They normally don't play their regular season games on the stadium. So, he's they made the championship. So, he's rewarding them. Um, tremendous. That's tremendous in his behalf. He didn't have to do it. Um, but he opened it with open arms to us. And we're able to play these games there. Um, you know, same thing Coach Cyber did at Woodland last weekend was That's opening right. up our facility there to get the – you know, semifinal games play will go some pride return the favor and open his up for the state championship. Um, Coach Feeler at Ashley Ridge, he's putting his bid in now. He wants to host it next year. Um, so, I mean, all of these ADs and head coaches, they're all trying to work with us to make this league as successful as possible here. And that's what 
that's what we needed. And if we can just get everyone to get on board like those guys, it would be tremendous. We're almost there, but if we can get almost every school down here, that would be tremendous. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And the coaches, if you're listening, no matter where you are, you know, I, I got to tell you something. To see these young men, you know, run out to the uniforms that they that the guys that, that wear it on Friday night, and, and you see the helmets are, are bigger than their bodies. And, and when the kid gets that extra boost, his head goes completely backwards. How he's able to stand up, I don't know. But he finds a way to get in the end zone. And I got to be honest, there are some playmakers. I saw it my own eyes all year long. And definitely saw it this past weekend. What was one of the highlights for you, Kamish, out of coming out this year? And then you looked at this past weekend. What was the one thing that you took away this past weekend when it, when the thing was done and you guys cut those lights off and we pulled out of the parking lot? And again, thank you, Coach Cyber, for allowing us to do just that. Uh, the one thing I took out of it was the support that these young men got. Um, I looked on the sideline for any team that was traveling. Uh, from the Midlands, from the upper state, et cetera. And I saw more parents there than I do from visiting opponents on Friday night when we play um, our high school game. Hmm. Um, so that is what was tremendous for me to take away. The, the support these young men get, their parents, et cetera, bringing them out, that's tremendous. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I thought that the crowd was, was kind of my thing as well. When, when you look at it and uh, you put everything in, in, in order, for me it was that everybody was there, everybody behaved, everybody listened to the rules. There was nobody sitting back going, well, if, if, if this or if that and, and complain. It, it was none of that. It was the, hey, we're here, we're excited to be here. And, uh, you know, for me to have the opportunity to, to really be there. You know, I got there about 1130, right? I, I get I was a little bit behind, but I had left you know, that Buford area, you know, a little late the night before with the playoffs games going on. So, for me, it's the exciting part of watching this thing all day unfold. And then I saw, you mentioned Shane, you know, uh, Coach Fiddler over there. He was the high school coach that was represented. Even though his team, you know, fell short, what a great time for the head coach to be there, for him to speak to his up-and-coming, soon-to-be players about adversity and and how the character is now going to be shown you know, you had a chance to talk to him on the sidelines, but to see the coach there, man, as you as a commissioner, has got to show you that you're doing something right. Yeah, and uh, big shout-out to Coach Shane uh, Filler as well. He's been doing that since preseason. When we had our very first showcase at Danny Jones, uh, he was there. He was there supporting his team. He's been to every one of their games that I've been to. I've seen him, whether it's home or away. He supports that team to DT. Um so, big shout-out to him. Tremendous. Uh, that's definitely what we need in the league, want in the league. No different than Coastal Pride. I'm pretty sure you'll see him riding around all day Sunday <laughs> supporting both of his organizations. Uh, he'll probably be on his golf cart just, you know, cruising. But he'll be there supporting, I'm sure, win, lose, or draw. He'll talk to his kids after those games. Uh, so, yeah, if we, can, if we can get all coaches and – all schools involved like that. I mean, because the kids are there. They're wanting, they're wanting to play. And it, it takes really nothing to allow us to use your field and then come out and show support for the organization. Because we handle everything else as the organization as far as getting the kids for you, making sure they're insured, having practice facilities and everything like that. Um, we know what your jerseys look like, so it's not like you have to order jerseys for us. We do that. 
you know, ourselves also. We just need access to your field, and your support is tremendous. I mean, and we can make this thing bigger and uh, and better, man. Uh, I, I do know we have some teams that are planning on jumping in next year that are at schools, um, Goose Creek Gators. For one, I know it's coming. Uh, I've talked to Joe previously. He's supposed to be trying to get a team out of Oceanside coming in. So we're getting more and more involved. I would love more than that. I would love every high school to have a feeder program also. Um, hopefully we can get to that one day, but we'll take them slowly as they come in. But yeah, definitely. That's something we want to get to. About it. We're live right now with the Commissioner Jay Williams from the South Carolina Youth Football Association. You heard it here. They will have four games in one day, Super Bowl Sunday, South Carolina Youth Football Association style over there at the Fort. That's Fort Dorchester, right off of Dorchester Road. I'll get you the address. I'll tweet out all the information. I'll get you the teams. We'll get you some logos. We'll do what we got to do to make sure that you're blastered over there at SO Sports Central and on Facebook at Southern Sports Central. The kickoff for the 6U, and I did say that right, 6U is going to be at noon, high noon. It's almost like a Western, right? These guys are going to square up, walk it off, and play it out over at the fort. They'll start at 12, and I ain't going to lie to you and tell you it's going to be over at 8 because they're <laughs> – look, bring a lunch, bring uh, bring whatever, but bring your mask, number one. That's the most important thing. But it is going to be four solid games you can do the math on how many teams, right? And I can promise you all the way to the first game to that last 12U matchup commission, it's going to be a solid day of uh, activity. Now, will there be concessions? What do they need to bring? Costs? What are we looking at? Kind of set up the, the, the guys and girls who are going to be coming to watch this matchup on Sunday. Okay, so, yes, there will be concessions. The only thing that they need to bring, of course, is their mask and the entry fee. It's uh, $7 for everyone, children and adults, being that it is the championship game and we are using the stadium facility. So it would be $7 across the board, basically like attending a high school game. But the only difference is that $7 gets you four games of football instead of just one if you're wanting to stay. So. All right, man. Well, as always, we greatly appreciate the partnership, the friendship, and the brotherhood that, that you and me and, and all of us get to do together. Because, again, we tell it all the time. It takes a village to raise the individuals around us. And we do, I think, a great job, not only here in the lower state, but we've loved on the guys on the middle of the state. And it carries all the way up I-85 to the upper state. And, again, I cannot wait to catch up with you. I'll talk to you off the air. But i, I got to ask you, you know it's coming. Uh, what's, uh, what's their tradition over there? in the Williams house when it comes down to Thursday, man. What do we what do we do over there on a Thanksgiving day? Um, you know, I'm up early cooking. Um, you know, wife's doing the same. And then by the time these football games start, we, we eat dinner a little early. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wanna be eating by the time football gets on. And then it's just, you know, relaxing, watching football, enjoying family, eating some good food. We nothing really spectacular but just we're family eating good food, man, watching some football. All right, what's the one thing you cannot wait, even growing up as a young man? What was that one dish that, man, you just couldn't wait to wake up on Thursday morning and eat? Uh, just that, fr- that fried turkey, man. It's uh, <laughs> it, I mean, it's something you can get all year. I know we just wait on it for Thanksgiving <laughs> for some reason, but, I mean, just waiting for Thanksgiving on it is, is tremendous. 
No doubt, brother. God bless you, your family. I had a chance to hang out with you and your wife over the weekend. Always a fun time to do the family things, right? We do what we do because we love the kids, man. But to see the brotherhood, to see the families connect there after the ball is uh, picked up and the, and, and the lights are cut off from the stadium, we keep that, 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 that family tradition going way off the field and a lot farther past. So on behalf of all of us, all of you at Southern Sports Central, God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for you and all of your coaches and your wives and uh, the, the moms, the cheerleaders, the cheerleading moms, the parents, the referees. I mean, you name it. I couldn't tell you, without all of you guys, we wouldn't be able to have a day like we're going to have on Sunday over at the Fort, buddy. God bless you. All right. Well, God bless you as well, man. You enjoy your Thanksgiving. Take care. Like I said, we'll, we'll talk. I'm pretty sure we'll talk before Sunday. <laughs> that we will. Eugene, by the way, is doing some stadiums, so he didn't show up at all today, so he's good to go. We, we got to get that ready, buddy. But, again, we'll talk soon. Enjoy the night. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is the commissioner of the South Carolina Youth Football Association. We got to go. We got three minutes, not really, close to about three minutes of a good Thanksgiving song. I want you to listen to this, but listen to the lyrics. I bring in a man who has become a brother of mine, not only in, in conversation, but a brother of mine in Christ. He's a guy that I've been standing side by side. I've seen a lot of highs and a lot of lows with this guy, and we've had a lot of great conversation. Who is that? You know he's coming on next. That's Joe Cole. He's the head football coach of the Land Sharks, but he's a brother of mine in Christ, so don't go anywhere. We're talking football. We're talking turkey. We're talking picks. We got all that coming up in the next five minutes at least right after this break, guys. Don't go anywhere. Familiar highway. Line with leaves turned brown Making my way Back into my hometown Funny how this all looks different But it feels the same Like how life never stops changing But some things never change So fill your plate and fill your drink And fill this house with family The kind of love that all these years can't wash away the older that I get, I see the life short and bittersweet. Thank God for this Thanksgiving day. Mm-hmm. Watching football, watching families grow. The old kids' table, all have kids of their own. Starting to see my grandfather in my nephew's eyes Mom still can't talk about him and I'd almost cry So fill your plate and fill your drink And fill this house with family The kind of love a thousand miles can't wash away Cause the older that I get I see life short and bittersweet Thank God for this Thanksgiving Kitchen sink and let the leftover year just wash away. 
Welcome back, everybody. I don't know if The Rock is cooking, but everybody else is doing it right about now. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I'm Richie Altman solo tonight as we're waiting to see. Maybe Eugene makes a guest appearance. Maybe he's baking a pie or two, but we do know this guy is doing some big things. That is your head coach if you're an Oceanside Land Shark. And, of course, to me, it's a brother of mine in many ways, and that is Joe Call. What's up, Coach? Uh, Happy Thanksgiving, Richie. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody have you man i couldn't have thanksgiving without you buddy i got the table set i've already had you know we, we had to put eugene in timeout i don't know if we're going to send him to the kids table after this or not but we'll, we'll figure that out i know that he's got a designated seat in other places maybe they're on to something we'll figure it out but david shelton oh. has come in and, and he brought his favorite macaroni and cheese we're glad to have him and just heard what uh the commissioner jay williams just brought us some some meat there with the turkey and also uh we'll ask you this question at the end so be thinking about your favorite dish is you're going to have to put something on the table as uh, it's set for you. And we're still waiting for coach Johnny waters. He'll join us at eight o'clock. The first Baptist head coach who you guys have something in common. And I know we don't want to talk much about it, but we are going to mention it briefly. And uh, he'll be coming in here and limo style. I'm sure around eight o'clock with his dish. So that being said, coach, uh, man, our hearts, uh, you know, uh, our thoughts and prayers on all of us, not only here at Southern sports central, but Ken Brown, the South Carolina high school, you know, uh, Blitz, uh, we all send our condolences out to you and your families because, again, you didn't see Friday night coming the way it did, and I think that's life, right? I mean, we can look at it like, well, dang, it came early and it didn't hit us the way we saw it, or you can say, well, at least we got to see some things the kid in the Springs didn't get to see, and that is a pretty full season, Coach. You know, um, you're right. You know, with, uh, you know, being Thanksgiving, you know, uh, and and being thankful, you know, uh, you know, just, you know, right, right out of, you know, the Bible, the book of Psalms talks about being, you know, <laughs> you know, being, being thankful for, for what the Lord has given us, you know, and, uh, you know, so, you know, we, we have to, to look at the situation, like what happened to us in First Baptist and what's happening to a lot of teams, you know, a lot of games are being canceled and postponed and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, but, but being thankful for, for what we do have rather than, uh, you know, be, be upset with what we don't have. And, uh, you know, I think that, that goes a lot with, uh, you know, kind of, kind of what's happened, you know, uh, there was a time not too long ago where we were wondering if we were even going to have a season and, you know, uh, we did, we had a good season and, you know, like you said, uh, you know, uh, it, it didn't end with, uh, you know, how we wanted it to, you know, not with the loss on the field, but, uh, a, a loss to a virus, you know, I think it's important, Richie, that, that we all remember here, you know, uh, and, you know, especially like with Thanksgiving right here, but man, I mean, we're our, our entire world, man. Not just right here, not just in our country, but our entire world. I mean, we're 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 at a at war with a virus, you know. You know, not not each other, not with people, 
you know, but, but with a virus, you know, and so we need to be, be thankful for each other. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, something I've always, you know, believed in and lived off of is, and, you know, you and I've talked about this before, but man, just, you know, love God, love people, you know, and, uh, and it's, uh, it's what we've been, been taught to do. And, you know, and so, you know, we, we look at it, yeah, it's, it stinks and it was a, uh, you know, tough situation this past Friday, but, you know, let's be thankful for, for what we did have and be thankful for, um, you know, what we were able to accomplish and the relationships that we were able to, to build and, uh, throughout this football season. And, you know, and, uh, you know, cause, cause, you know, wins and losses, uh, you know, come and go and, you know, but this, this will be a year, certainly despite anybody's record, uh, it'll be a year that everybody remembers. And, you know, uh, a lot of, a lot of great relationships were, were built during this time, you know, because uh, we all, you know, not just us, I mean, just everybody has gone through, through so many different ups and downs and adversity and, you know, uh, where times just, just look like, you know, some bad times, you know, we're, we're learning and growing through, through all the times, you know, through the hills and the valleys. Um, and so, uh, you know, just a time to kind of, kind of look back and be, you know, uh, Thanksgiving's on us tomorrow to, to be thankful for what we did have this year. Now, of course, uh, we we look at things, and, and we got to go to congratulations to you, by the way. You are the Region 3A Coach of the Year, man. I mean, how how does that work, man? I mean, here you go, brand-new guy in town. You're you're learning your, 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 your boundaries, if you will, of where you live at. You're making sure – I'm sure you've passed your neighborhood a few times. As, uh, you know, you're you, you calling the, the place of Mount Pleasant home, but you're rewarded with an incredible, an incredible storyline that kind of starts and ends with, with a tough one. I get that part, but – when you look at it, becoming the coach of the year at Oceanside and, and having, I mean, you had a ton of young men that were in there, the most of any, if I'm not mistaken, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight kids, eight kids get in to the region players, man. That, that's got to be something that you can definitely hang your hat on after this season that we didn't even think we'd have. Yeah, you know, I mean, awards like like that, you know, like you look at a, you know, and, and coaches who get like the, you know, region coaches of the year and stuff, it's a, I mean, it's a tribute to their assistant coaches, to my assistant coaches, you know, for all the time and work that they put in, you know, I mean, they're, they're, you know, uh, into in the position meetings and, you know, all the, uh, the position groups and individual time and, you know, doing all the inside drills and, you know, doing all the seven on seven, uh, you know, blitz pickup drills during practice, all that kind of stuff and calling the plays and, you know, uh, you know, studying all the films. So, you know, it's just a tribute to them and, uh, you know, to have such a great group of assistant coaches, uh, like I have here, you know, I mean, they're, they're the best in the business and, and these guys, uh, I mean, they are, they're professionals at what they do and, uh, in the preparation and, and training and, you know, getting, getting our, our guys ready to play every uh, Friday night, you know, and just, and how they develop our guys as, as young men. I mean, it's tremendous. I mean, some of the coaches, uh, you know, coach O and I were talking about, uh, you know, I mean, he played under uh, Mike Tice, you know, at uh, uh, Minnesota with the Vikings. And you know, just, he just talked about what, what a great man Coach Tice was and, you know, how he was able to learn how just to to, to be a man, you know, just to kind of kind of grow and, you know, kind of outside of football. And, uh, you know, he brings that to our players here at Oceanside. And, and then, uh, you know, some of our other guys who they've, they've been able to play under and learn under and, you know, uh, some of them's, you know, fathers and, you know, so, uh, you know, just a great, great group of assistant coaches. And then the players, I mean, you know, like you said, uh, you know, winning the region, uh, you know, you get eight selections. Uh, eight guys are going to make the all-region team uh, when you win the region. And then it kind of goes down uh, from there from second place, third place in the region. And, uh, you know, it's 
the the votes come, you know, I think it's a, a great deal because the the votes come from the other region coaches. You know, mm-hmm. we we all nominate players for, um, you know, who we think the player of the year should be, the back of the year, the defensive player of the year, lineman of the year. But it's the the other coaches who send their their votes in. You know, and, and right. you can even vote for your own guys. You know, I mean, you can put a vote in for for your guy, and but but most of the coaches uh, in our region, you know, uh, you know, because you're you're preparing every week and you see these these kids on film and you know you know who's uh really stands out on the film and and for those uh players our, our guys to to get votes from you know the other coaches in the region you know um a lot of people don't don't know that that's how those uh those votes go but you know that's a tribute to those players you know to to really stand out you know to the other coaches within the region you know to think uh you know enough of them to vote for for them you know when sometimes they could vote for their own guy you know too so and uh, so that's just a, you know, this, this time of year it's a good, when you have a, uh, a good year, you know, it's nice to, you know, and we try to tell our players that all the time, you know, good teams are going to have in- individual performances that get rewarded, you know, right. by having team success. So our team success is now, you know, the players are now seeing their individual efforts rewarded because of our team success. So that's, uh, that was, you know, that was special for them. No doubt about it. We're live right now, of course, with the coach of the year in Region 8-3A. They won the region, by the way, with head coach Joe Call. We've coined him the bull shark, if you will, because they are the land sharks of Oceanside. Not only is that man doing his thing, how about the lineman of the year coming out of Oceanside and Will Galls? How about the player of the year? Check this out. This kid's a sophomore sensation. Young man, you better work harder than you've ever worked before because you're not under the radar anymore, young man. You're on the radar, and that is Vaughn Blue. This young man, Coach, it seemed like every time I turned around, he was the headline, and he was catching it. He was running it. I saw him put two or three blocks up for a sophomore to do some of the things that he did. And you've coached a lot of young kids at your time at Somerville that stood up in those sophomore sensation years. But tell me about your offensive guy there, That excuse me, the lineman, yeah, Will Gauss, and, of course, the player of the region of the year there in Vaughn Blue and the running back. But I'll start with Vaughn. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you two names here that uh, at the beginning of, of the summer uh, when we, you know, got workouts going, uh, you know, uh, we, we looked at Vaughn and very simply said Keegan Williams. You know, mm. Keegan Williams is, you know, I mean, set every, every all kinds of records. I mean, all kinds of touchdowns and everything. And uh, was a, just a phenomenal running back coach inside. I mean, all everything. I mean, that, that, that dude can, you know, play at any level. I mean, and looked at Vaughn and said, hey, look, you know, this is who went before you. You know, this is how you got to work. This, You know, Keegan said the expectation, you know, now it's your turn. Are are you going to live up to, to that expectation? And uh, and so, I mean, this, he just worked out and, you know, trained and kept, you know, just with film and everything he does is just, you know, just on a mission just to be the best. And uh, he had one uh, guy right there to look at. And then, uh, and then I threw a name at him, um, you know, you know, being a sophomore, I said, you know, a lot of times, uh, sophomore running backs, um, you know, they're, they, they usually got, you know, usually running backs got to wait about a junior year or something. I said, but, you know, if you get a chance to be a, be a sophomore and, and, uh, and stand out, I said, uh, let me tell you about a guy by the name of D'Angelo Henderson at, uh, mm. at Somerville. I said, uh, uh, you know, you, you have the same type of look in your eye, the same type of work ethic that D'Angelo did. I said, but what D'Angelo could do, I said, Vaughn, that has been kind of the knack on you is, uh, catching the ball, you know, being able to be a receiver as well as a, as a running back. And, uh, man, he just became a phenomenal receiver uh, out the backfield and uh, such a threat. And, 
you know, he, he kept us in that, uh, made some huge catches in that gray game just to keep us in it. And then, uh, right. you know, his ability to, to not only just get the ball in his hands and run with it, but man, to catch it and go with it. Uh, you know, he's a special talent. So he has some, uh, uh, you know, a couple more years to go. He's got, you know, we, we, you know, he's not the type of kid who's going to, you know, be satisfied. So he's going to keep, keep working because uh, he's got a tremendous work ethic in, uh, in drive. And then, yeah, of course. Uh, oh yeah. Then, uh, yeah. Well, I want to talk about, you know, Will Goss, you know, oh yeah. Uh, you know, you know, being, being the lineman of the year. And, you know, that really came through, you know, when you, you know, like I was saying, you know, coaches watch the, the tape and you just keep seeing this number 56 just week after week after week, game after game after game, just pancake block after pancake block. And, uh, you know, I think he, we give away a, a pancake block every week to the, um, um, to the lineman who has the most pancakes. And I think he just kept that award pretty much all year. And, uh, you know, I mean, he went against some great linebackers and great defensive linemen in our region. And, uh, you know, uh, I, again, you know, we got, you know, some really good offensive line who's gotten a lot of hype this year. And, uh, you know, I mean, Jacob Ashley, Monroe Freeling, you know, Mickey Lee, Jackson Lynch. And then, you know, of course, you know, here's, here's Will getting the uh, voted by the, the coaches as lineman of the year just because the way he shows up on film and his just – you know, his just relentless drive every single, you know, day, whether it was practice or every single game, and, uh, you know, just, just play after play. And I think kind of really what solidified it for him, to be honest with you, Richie, is, uh, you know, Will jumps over and plays D-line too sometimes. And, uh, you know, for a lineman to play at the level he plays on both sides of the ball, you know, just, uh, you know, we get a, the teams with the heavy running game just to jump over and start playing D-line and then turn right back around with no break at all playing offensive line. I think that's really what stood out the coaches in our region to, to vote for him is that, you know, he just uh, never comes off the field, just a relentless effort guy. No doubt. So I'm going to give you my two things. Number one, we go back to the man who was the player of the year in Von Blue, and I'm going to give you two names that I watched him get better and better that he reminded me, if you would take a DJ Hancock that you coached, it was the last 1,000 rusher at Somerville a few years ago, and now Gardner-Webb on full scholarship, not because he got it when he got there, he got it after he got there because he worked for it. He grinded after it, and they gave it to him right before the right. season was supposed to start. That was a great award. But the legs of Vaughn is very similar for him to look one way and hips go the other way. And then I saw the hands. You mentioned that, Coach, and I saw that. And that's another young man that holds the record over at Somerville, Andre Banks. Again, very similar hands. He puts it up at the highest point. He brings it down, and he is an electric kid at any level. And, again, my thing is, Coach, good luck keeping him grounded but then I don't mean that because I know kind of his stock where he's coming from. And I know the mom and dad over there that they do with him because we've had a chance to have him on this show as well. And I know that he's going to be a huge arsenal. But like I said, now they know about you, young man. So let's see what you do in your junior year. Now that you're now the household name and a radar is definitely right on the middle of your jersey. Now, the other guy, you guys, y'all got to go out and go to IHOP. I mean, there's no doubt that y'all need a sponsor. I know there's one over there on 17, right in front of Lowe's. Maybe IHOP will give you the pancake award, and then you guys can uh, <laughs> do something with sponsorship over there with the IHOP. Something. But, uh, you know, great guys. And you mentioned Jacob Ashley. I can't go without mentioning some of your guys. And the reason I'm calling your guys out, and I'm going to try to do the same with the coach coming on at 8 o'clock, a little after 8, is because your season was ended out of your control. And, those are the things that you can't worry about. I know it's hard not to, but you can only worry about the things you can. You taught me that with, through many conversations that we had back in our day over at Somerville. But you got Jacob Ashley, Monroe Feeling. You got Garrison Kepley. That's the quarterback over there. Rip Powell, another big name, of course. Uh, and, and say this name with me real quick. Timmy, is it Castan? Castan. 
Castain. 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 Right? Yep. Castain. I try to get yep. these names right. It's a big deal. And then you got Mr. Offer's uh, young man. Is that Zay? Zay Offered? Zay. Yep. Zay Offered. I'm winning, winning, yes. I'm winning. So Rico Harrell yeah, also on there. And I know Rico I got Harrell. this name. This yeah. is easy. I had a lot of practice on this last year. And it's not Shawyer, it's Roan Shaver. All right. So get that. That's a household Shawyer. name yep. coming to you all the way from Iowa. So that being said, Coach, congratulations on those awards. And, uh, you know, I wanted to highlight your players because I felt some kind of way we were supposed to be with y'all on Friday night. Man, I, I'm going to quit coming to your games. I'm going to be honest with you. Because, unfortunately, when y'all went to Barnwell, it didn't go so well a year ago. And here we go this year. I, I'm not – don't ask me. I, I'm not coming to any games unless you beg me, and then I'll do it. But, man, I, I just felt bad. I, we were set. The studio was, was ready to be picked up and relocated over there at Johnson Higgins Stadium. But, uh, you know, God had bigger plans, and we got to respect that, and we'll move forward. Now, before we move forward, Coach, you know, uh, we're going to go through the list, and I'm going to get you to pick the games coming up in, in kind of a, a fast program here. So, I'm going to say a name. You're going to give me an answer, and, and we'll kind of move through it that way if you're okay with doing it that way. Gotcha. Let's go. All right. So, that's what Sounds we're going to do. And I got one more thing I want you to talk about before we get you out of here. Now, that being said, it is playoff time. We're heading into round three, which normally, guys, this is round four, right? So, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the lower state championships, of course, coming up to you here in, uh, well, about 40, less than 48 hours. How big is that for us to be talking about the football and the playoffs in and around? We'll start in 5A, Coach. You know a little bit about both of these teams, Dutch Fork, Sumter. This is going to be held at Dutch Fork, Coach. Yep, got to go with uh, Dutch Fork until somebody can prove it and knock them off. Uh, they're they're the champ. They're going to stay at the top. There you go. Our celebrity guest coach here is Joe Call. He's going now into the upper state of 5A. We got T.O. Hanna taking on a boys of Northwestern. Two teams upset some teams last week, but they're playing for it all Friday night. Coach, what do you think? T.O. Hanna right there. I think they have the, uh, the, the running game. Uh, just kind of looking, uh, in, you know, anytime they can – do what they did last week, uh, you know, they're, and then hang on right there at the end to show uh, that they can handle adversity. So, uh, T.O. Hanna. All right, so we got the, uh course, 4A, so that matches it up. Coach Call's got Dutch Fork and T.O. Hanna. We'll see how he looks after this. Now we go for a down the level as we look Myrtle Beach, North Myrtle Beach. North Myrtle Beach won round one. It's at North Myrtle Beach. What do you think about two teams on the Grand Strand? Go North Myrtle Beach. I think uh, I think this is their year. They got a big time player up there, and uh, got them, uh, his teammates playing with a lot of confidence. So uh, North Myrtle Beach and the light show up there. The light show is going to be on, and Southern Sports Central will be in house. Now that being said, in the upper state, you got Catawba Ridge, coach. I don't know a lot about them, but I do know this: they're winning. They're in the upper state. Uh, the course uh, semifinals, if you will, taking on a team out of a course uh, AC floor. What do you like in this one, coach? I like uh, AC floor. I like kind of what they've done. You know, I've been kind of keeping a, uh, an eye on them. I've had uh, the way they've kind of built it up the last couple of years. Uh, it seems they got it rolling up there. So take AC floor. We'll skip three. We'll come back to you at 3A. Don't go anywhere. Andrews. Oh, Andrews. And that is Scott Durham's boys are traveling to Marion. It is at Marion. Coach, who do you like in this matchup? Andrews. Andrews. Coach Durham. Yep. Uh, I've gotten to know Coach Durham a little bit over the last couple of years. I think. Uh, I think they're in a little bit of a uh, you know re- redemption role right now, so uh, I think Andrews will take them. All right, so we go to the upstate there, 2A. It's the promised land right next door, Abbeville, hosting 
Well, team that you know a little bit about, do you think that Gray Collegiate could go into the land of Abbeville and beat the boys on a Friday night, Coach? Who do you got? I got Gray. Got to go with uh, – I've seen him in person. Uh, I've seen Casey Adams with my own eyes. I've seen uh, uh, not only the quarterback and wide receivers, I've seen that defense light it up. And, uh, you know, I know uh, Gray got close last. I know you're talking about the big A. I know you're talking hmm. about the big A and Abbeville. They're legendary, but I think uh, I think, think Gray's uh, playing some good football. Adams uh, got a great team up there, and uh, you know I respect the fire out of them. And you know we had a heck of a game down here, so I'm gonna go with uh, with the team I've seen put my eyeballs on. Go with Gray. Go with my uh, my sibling there. There you go. As now we go to one A, coach. You've got a team like Lakeview. They've beaten a few like. Allendale Fairfax, they knocked out Carver's Bay. They're home now against uh, a coach that you know a little bit about as well, and that is Bamberg Earhart. Does Bamberg hit the road and knock out the Gators in the semifinal games of Lower State? Bamberg. Bamberg all the way. Uh, coach Crosby, you know, I, I, I love Bamberg. I know, uh, you know Coach Crosby played at Bamberg from Bamberg. That's the fam down there in Bamberg, so we're, going, we're rolling with them for sure. That's another sibling conversation there, if you will. Now, Southside Christian is putting some people on notice as they have knocked out uh, C.A. Johnson. They just knocked out uh, Blackville Hilda. Now they'll see the Silver Foxes of Lamar. Coach, it is at Southside Christian hosting Lamar. Who do you got, Coach? All right. I got a trivia question for you, Richie. Uh Uh-oh. Where am I from? (laughs) Where Where am I from? Where where am I from at? Where was that? I I want to say say Lamar. No, I want to say Lamar. Lamar. I'm from right. Lamar. I'm going with the hometown. I'm going wow. with the hometown. I got uh, a lot of, lot of my, uh, lot of my, my grandma McKissick, and we need to talk about my granddad here in a second, real quick. But uh, we McKissick. are the, the Carter, the Carter side family. My son's name is Carter, and uh, the Carter family's from Lamar and the Timmonsville area. So going with Lamar. Look at there. Now, Coach, by the way, you, I don't know if you're shocked that I got that answer right, but I'm excited that I remembered <laughs> our conversations years ago. That that was a long-time ago conversation because a lot of people think you're from Somerville and that you are, but born, yeah. born Labar. But we'll talk about that later. Now, yeah. 3A, yeah. you know a little bit about 3A football. We look at a team upstate. Yeah, you thought we were going lower state. We ain't getting there yet, Coach. You ain't ready. We do look at Wren. We see what they do. They are blowing all the way from 4A now to 3A, even though it's a Category 3, not a Category 4. They won it as a Category 4, but now they look as a Category 3 against a team that, well, has got everything but their jerseys orange. And that, of course, is Daniel. Man, they got every kid that's ever – dad's done something at Clemson. It seems like he's on that roster, right? I mean, they're probably coached under the radar by somebody at Clemson if we didn't think any better. Who do you think? You think Ren could come in here, and I love that coach. Coach Tate is an amazing guy. You saw that interview I did with Mama Tate, and I love the coach's wives. I think that's a great conversation too. But does Mama Tate, does uh, Coach Tate and the boys have enough to go on the road and beat Daniel? Yeah, I got to go with Daniel. And, uh, you know, after a tough game last week, uh, you know, knocking off uh, the defending state champion uh, last week, I think, they, uh, I think they're going to take it this this week. So I think they're, they're rolling in the right direction. Even though, um, you know, Ren's a great program coming down, and, you know, they're they're hot and, you know, winning a lot of games. But, um, you know, Daniel's got a lot of tradition as well. So, I uh, think, think Daniel is, is on a roll with uh, knocking off some of the teams they've knocked off. Now, it was this time a little later last year that you and I took a trip to Columbia together, and we gave an award away as the McKissick Award. It's a Coach of the Year award. And who got it? It was Jackie Hayes. But, unfortunately, Jackie Hayes – 
even though he's got 29 years into the business and his lowest amount of wins was eight, and he's been uh, 14 state appearances. It won't be this year because they were knocked out by a very good team of Gilbert. Boy, Gilbert looked good. Laid the pipe and drug him down the field throughout the game. Now they will see a team that y'all were supposed to play Friday night. This is close to the vest here, Coach. That being said, does it hurt Camden not playing last week even though they're hosting Gilbert, or do you like Gilbert in this matchup? Um, you know, uh, I, again, I've, I've seen – I have not seen Gilbert on film. Uh, but, but like you said, they did go up to Dillon and, uh, and really kind of shocked uh, a lot of people by, by taking that game last week. But, uh, man, uh, you know, uh, Camden is, a, is a, uh, one of those – man, just if – you, if you peeled all the layers back and, and down to about, about, you know, seven or eight teams historically in the state of South Carolina – uh, what, what Jimmy Neal did uh, back uh, to to really kind of establish uh, Camden as a as a uh, a fixture program, and now um, you know they're they're back up and rolling again, and that's just a town um, that just really rallies behind that you know, and not that Gilbert doesn't, but but Camden's one of those types of uh, good good you know South Carolina high school football towns where the entire town still still shuts down and. You know they're they're hot right now. You know they're they're undefeated. They only lost one game last year, and that was to the uh, state champion uh, Chapman last year. And then uh, you know they've been rolling this year. So you know they're going to be a, a tough team to beat, man. It's going to be a heck of a matchup. But you know when you kind of peel it all back, um, you know I'm, I know they're going to have a great atmosphere. Uh, I've already seen some uh, some videos, some pictures of uh, their field, and how you know it just kind of reminded me when I saw the field, when I saw the the different the paint scheme on the field and all that, man, it just gave me a flashback to the old reservation uh, at Gaffney and, you know, just that town really rallying behind it. So uh, I'll go with the home team. Go with Camden on this one. All right. So it's going to go Camden here. That, of course, uh, will finalize the coach's pick. Of course, Eugene and myself, we'll see if you beat our picks as well as uh, the coach up there at Ridgeview, Perry Parks. He jumped in on this one as well on Monday. We love having you coaches on here to talk about these things. And it would not go, you know, it would not be the show that we needed to be, Coach, without talking about a man a year ago tomorrow we, we said goodbye to. We call him, you know, Coach. Uh, I got a chance to call him many great things because he played a major role in my life and a lot of roles of why Southern Sports Central exists. But you called him coach. You also called him granddaddy as well, and that is our legendary coach, John McKissick, who uh, about 1042, about 1043, I believe, on Thanksgiving morning. Coach, uh, let's talk a little bit about that and things that we're thankful for because without guys like him, and to be honest with you, without guys being him, Friday Night Lights, Friday Night Football wouldn't even be what it is here, not just in Somerville, but across the country, Coach. Yeah, you know, it's um, um, you know. You, you were talking about uh, Thanksgiving Day traditions. Well, uh, you know, we, we've always had our traditions as a family, and, uh, you know, now those uh, will include uh, remembering him, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll continue with our family traditions that, uh, you know, that really he started, my grandma started, and, and uh, you know, that, that entire family, you know, just, just gets together. And, yeah, and it really, you know, it, it's funny, football was never a big thing for us on Thanksgiving because football is just all the time. And uh, that's how my granddad wanted it. You know, he wanted Thanksgiving to be just a time for the family to get together. And, you know, we didn't all sit around the TV and watch a bunch of NFL football or anything. We just sat around as a family, you know. We had a pool table. We shot pool. You know, we'd, we'd play ping pong. And, you know, we'd just, uh, you know, kind of hang out as a family. So, uh, you know, that's the, uh, you know, the, t- tomorrow will be, um, you know, bring back a, 
Yeah, you know, a lot of times, and, and really over the last year, uh, you know, kind of what I've been thankful for is, is all the people who told every single person who's talking about my granddad has told me a story about my granddad. And that's been kind of the, the best thing, you know, kind of the one of those healing things, you know, throughout the, the this past year is just listen, everybody's had a different story about him, and it's been a great story. And, uh, you know, so it'll be a time for just us to kind of, you know, one year later and, you know, kind of the, the family getting back together because we were all getting together last year to celebrate Thanksgiving. And, um, you know, like you said, lo and behold, you know, he passed away Thanksgiving morning. So the, um, you know, uh, uh, traditions will look the same. It'll be be a little little different. But, uh, you know, uh, kind of you know, all getting together with my, my grandma and kind of being with her tomorrow because I know it's going to be a tough day for her. Yeah, no doubt about it. As we're live right now, wrapping it up here with the head coach of Oceanside. Of course, he is the coach of the year in that region. He's got multiple players who've got multiple awards, but he's also the grandson of, of to me, to, to the guy that I know to build. You know, there's always that guy who built this, who built that, where his grandfather, also known as Coach John McKissick, built Friday Night Lights. You can watch it on TV all you want, but I had a chance to participate it on the sideline with a microphone in my hand and a young man who had a dream of doing what I do more now than I've ever thought I would and uh, learned it from one of the best. And some of the greatest quotes that I've always gotten were from him. And I then had the chance uh, as the final year this time last year. He didn't get to go to any games, Coach. So I got the chance to go over there week after week and, and kind of break down the game and and I remember the final conversation, one of the many final conversations about the game that, of course, at the time you and I were at Somerville, we lost to Goose Creek. And I remember looking at him, and he kind of asked me what happened. And I told him, I said, well, they just scored more points than us. And he kind of laughed, and he said, it took you long enough, basically calling me out, saying you could have told me that about three or four years ago, and I wouldn't ask you. But I think he was testing me like you did about where you're from. But it was just things like that, Coach, that I miss. You know, I, I have a chance to see – you know, Miss McKissick around, you know, I live close to her and, and I get a chance to see her uh, on a weekly basis sometimes in the yard. But, you know, it's just little things that we're thankful for. And I'm thankful for, for not only, you know, Coach McKissick, but I'm thankful for your mom and dad and for your dad, you know, like I say, and and, and, and your grandmother, you know, the entire, you know, McKissick call family that's welcomed me and their family, even as we're gone different directions now to some degree, we're not that far apart, Coach. Yeah, you know, I've, I, I, Man, we certainly appreciate you and all that uh, you know you've you've done for the the family. You know a lot that a lot of people don't don't know how you know just you know actually you know, checking in on my grandma over there and you know just kind of you know seeing her around and you know uh, and if she needs something you're always right there to to help her out. So you know all those things uh, you know may go unseen by a lot of people but they don't go unseen by by uh, by us. And uh, you know, man, that's why uh, you know we. We we call each other family, you know, call each other brothers, man, and stuff like that. So it's uh, man, you know, it's a, uh, it's good to have those those stories and you know how you know my granddad just uh, influenced and affected uh, so many lives, you know, in so many different ways, you know, in so many different ways. Right. Now the final thing, coach, I want to well the well the next final thing because I do want to find out the one thing you're looking forward to tomorrow and what did you bring to put on this table and Coach Waters, you're listening. You know, we're going to ask you. We want to know what dish you're putting on this table since you've been set to join us here tonight for Thanksgiving and our special edition here tonight. But it was Riverbrook that did something earlier today in the Mothers of Fall 2020. During the season of thankfulness, we want to express our thankful we are for our, well, RB Gator football mothers, the ones who, of course, pictured and not pictured in uh, a blessing to our program daily. Thank you to the moms, family, hashtag compete. 
You know, Coach Call, when I saw that, I tagged you immediately. And I remember, and this is something, I don't know whether you got it from Coach McKissick or it's just your, it's your thing, which I love it either way. And you've always broken down to the players and, and being the media guy for you for so many years over at Somerville. You know, I had a chance to, 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 to spot the ball. You always put me to work, whether I was in my nice shoes or my other regular shoes. I always had to come to work at practice. But you always ended the practice with, all right, fellas, break it down, go home and love your mamas. When I saw that, I almost thought that you guys had to have known each other when they put that out there, Coach. Huh. Yeah, you know, that just, you know, because uh, uh, I know how much my mom means uh, to me and my brother. And, uh, you know, uh, to I, I've seen people who've, um, you know, just been those types of people who are just tough as nails. But, you know, I mean, just when you talk about their, their, their mom or they lose their mom, you know, how, how it just affects their life. And I think we go through um, – you know, and, and really this came about when I became, you know, a parent myself and, and saw the love that, that, like, my my wife gives our children, you know. And so it's like, man, you know, how much moms really pour into to kids and women, whether it's tough love, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, you know, whether it's homework or discipline or, or anything like that or, or all the work they go through just to, to celebrate you and be there for you and, and have your back no matter what. And, uh, it was just something that you know, I just just kind of started with the players. It's like, man, don't don't forget to tell your mom you love her. You know, love your mama. You know, I mean, because your mama's gonna have your back. You know, it's just and my mom's had my back no matter what. You know, whether it was when I you know resigned from Somerville or you know chose to go to the Citadel or you know um, you know when you know I asked Elizabeth to marry. You know, she's always got your back no matter what. You know, through thick and thin, and uh, you know because uh, you know, moms love you unconditional and just it's kind of a reminder every day and just kind of came. You know, um, you know, have it to the place. Hey, don't forget your mama, you know, love your mama, you know, I mean, because, uh, you know, she loves you more than anybody in the world. She's going to be there for you no matter what. And uh, don't don't forget that. And, you know, and uh, I always tell everybody, I say, hey, look, whenever it's your birthday, you know, everybody wants the birthday to be special. I said, but the first thing you better do is call your mama on your birthday because that was a special day for her, too. And, um, you know, because she gave birth to you. So. You know, always call your mom on your birthday, not just her birthday, but on your birthday, because uh, that was the day that, uh, you know, she brought you into this world. So, uh, yeah, that's just uh, the special. I was glad uh, glad you tagged me on that and glad River Bluff does that. You know, that's a great tradition. No doubt about it, brother. As always, uh, you know, I'm thankful so much for, for you, man. You and I have, you know, we we bonded years ago, man. We've shared a lot of stories. We've had a lot of conversations, you know, and, of course, uh, you know, the Lord had a plan for us both, and, and I'm excited for you and, and that new chapter that you've created. As we say this to seniors, right, I mean, this is this is what we'll say to seniors as they graduate this year. This chapter was a great one. Can't wait to see what you do in the next one, Coach, but we're watching what you do in that one, and you're doing it the right way. And, and I tell everybody, you, you know, you are, without a doubt, the right man for that job over there at Oceanside. I know Coach Todd Helms is listening in here tonight, as he always does when his dudes are in here listening. So I just want you to know, you know, we are all supporting you here on Southern Sports Central. We're going to put you to work, but the season's over. You know, we're, we're going to try to put you to work. You, you know, you and I do a lot of good stuff, you know, uh, in, in the past. So we got some things that maybe you can help us with. But, uh, Coach, what are you bringing to the table? What are you putting on the table for us here tonight? As uh, tomorrow morning will be Thanksgiving. My uh, can't go without my grandma McKissick's uh, sweet potato casserole with a big old marshmallows on the top of it. 
I love it, man. Coach, God bless you. God bless all the Landshark family. I know, guys, it was a tough way to end the season. Much character, again, was shown after the message came across. And I know it hurt. I know it was heavy. I I know it's not what you wanted to hear. But trust and believe me, these young men that graduate out of this class will become best at everything they put their hands on because they made it through a situation like this that I can, I don't know if my class could have done it back in 1997. So with that being said, you know, uh, coach call, I'll talk to you. I'm sure here, if not tonight, we'll definitely touch base over the phone in the morning as I'll be around the corner until then. God bless you. Tell everybody over there in the house that I love you guys. We appreciate you. And we look forward to getting you back in here soon. Yeah, Richie. Uh, God bless you as well. And last thing, uh, uh, last Friday when I was hurting, uh, you know, probably after you know, I talked to everybody and talked to the players and all that, and uh, you know, I was really kind of close to uh, that breakdown moment, and uh, my phone rang, and it was Coach Waters, and uh, and he doesn't know how how much I appreciate him calling at that time, and it was a perfect timing for a phone call just to kind of uh, you know, exactly when I needed. So I know he's coming on next, and I'll, I'll listen to him uh, uh, talk with you, but, but Coach Waters, I really do appreciate it, and I'm thankful for you as well. So uh, God bless, and I'll talk to you soon, Richie. All right, guys, happy Thanksgiving to the Oceanside family. We're going to go to a quick one. Don't go anywhere. The bus has left Oceanside and it's pulled over going towards the edge of America. That means we're on James Island, somewhere down Folly Road, a place that I called home for many years off of Camp Road. But until then, we will be right back as we reset the final hour. It is hour three of Southern Sports Central, Thanksgiving style. Guys, don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everybody, and I bring him in in style because I feel that that's the way Coach Waters walks in the grocery store. He walks in the pharmacy, and you better believe it, whether it was Skiza, public schools, it didn't matter. Coach Waters of the Hurricanes were walking in Stone Cold style this year with an undefeated season, and the only thing, and the only thing they couldn't find a way around when a lot of teams can, if you don't believe me, look at Florida State and Clemson. Look at Oceanside. Look at the girls' Gamecock basketball team who didn't get to play tonight. And that's the word that we don't use on this show. It's a family show. But I will bring him in, and that is Coach Johnny Waters. What's up, Coach? Hey, how you doing, Richie? How you doing? Man, I got all that energy, man. I love having you, man. I, I love the energy. And, and I look at your – you know, I always look at the pictures of the guys that come on. Like, I had – David Shelton, come on at 6.30, and he kind of had that – I don't know if you're – are you a wrestling guy, by the way? I should ask you this. <laughs> back, well, I used to Back be, in the day. I was young, 
Yeah. Back in the day, I, I, not many people remember this, but we used to have Mid Atlantic Wrestling down here. You know, that's what yep. that thing was, eleven thirty <laughs> on Friday night, and my dad would let me stay up and watch it with him. And until so the most devastating, probably one of the most devastating times in my life when he told me it was actually fake. You know, and I was like devastated, <laughs> man. No, fake that. Yeah. I I used to enjoy Wahoo McDaniel and. Blackjack Mulligan, <laughs> we go on and on with the names, you know. Oh uh, man, yes. Uh, well, you know it's funny. I had David on it. David looks like Ted. He looks. I was. I said Ted DiBiase. You, you would know that name too, because that's back in the day a little bit too. But he looks a lot like Eric yeah. Bischoff. Eric Bischoff is this was this guy yeah. in the '90s that <laughs> nobody seemed to kind of like, but they respected him. They understood it. I'm not yeah. saying David's that guy, although I'm sure there's some Friday night certain schools are like what you picked against us, David. I don't know about this pick, man, but that's kind of the look that he has. And then you have that look that we post. It's like that stone cold, like, look, I don't care if you like me. You got to play me and you got to beat me. And then we'll get back to loving yeah. each other after the game. And I think that's that speaks volumes. I've had the chance to, to work with on Saturdays with one of your coaches that does a thousand things in the youth over there at the South Carolina Youth Football Association. And he's got that Raider Nation. By the way, it is oh, yeah. Saturday, Coach. I got the notes for you. Let me look back over my notes. Yeah, you got to be at Fort Dorchester. At, uh, that's a 10-new game. Yeah, you got to be there at 4 o'clock, by the way, over at the Ford. That's when Anton's playing as Raiders in the uh, state championship. But, man, that guy, along with all of your other guys, man, what a great staff you, you put around you before we even talk about your football players. Yeah, I, I, I mean um... – I, I tell you, I, I love my staff. I really do. And the first name you mentioned there, Anton Jones, no, he don't have a kid playing, but he's got a bunch of kids. They're all his kids. Um, he he puts his time, his his energy, his own money into those boys. I mean, it's just it's just incredible um, what he does for them. And I mean, I, I I don't know how he does it. And he does all that, and then and it, and then works with regular his regular job and then and, and, and helps us too. And I, I just think he's a phenomenal mentor to these 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 young these young kids that, that need that need good role models. I I can't stand up about it. Now coach, uh you also have some great players, man, and, and, and as we have our special Thanksgiving show here tonight, Thanksgiving Eve if you will, you know, and I'm gonna be playing probably going off the air with the Adam Sandler most favorite song of all by the way and we all know that song but you'll listen to it at the end of the show but we are thankful for for coaches for your wives for your families that they give the hours away coach so that you can go coach other men around the field you talked about coach Anton and, and, and what he does but there are so many coaches like him and like you that give so much to the communities not just on the 10 11 12 or this year seven or whatever it was season it's a 24 7 365 job now more than ever right coach yeah, it's, it's gotten where, you know, the basket, you know, I think it was first with the baseball and out, and then the basketball where it's, you know, it's year-round, and football's the same way now. I mean, we're, we've gone from playing the game now to now we're trying to help these kids get in, you know, the ones that have an opportunity, you know, try to play at the next level. I was doing all that. I've been, I was, today I've been doing that because Tom, I called in here. And, and then after that, you know, heck, for us, we're gonna we come back for Thanksgiving break. We'll get back into not that we stop the weight room, but we'll get back into our off season workout program in the weight room. And it's it's it, you know our basketball guys will work them around on their stuff because our at our school we're a lot smaller, so we play multiple sports, which I encourage. I I think you should anyway. So we'll 
get back into that routine, and you know, and before you know it, spring ball will be here again. Yeah, it definitely will. Now let's talk about this football team, coach. Kind of break down the record undefeated season, no doubt there, as you guys were were poised and and, and I'll be honest with you, picked multiple by early factors that win this whole skiza in your division. And in the course, did it week in and week out. You battled. Sometimes you may have fallen, you know, a, a little down, if you will, if you'd even call it down. But you guys showed character and intensity to come back and, and to win the games that you won and the way you won some of the games that you win. Coach, kind of tell me about the games and give me some of your star players that, that made some lists and made some headlines this year. Yeah, well, you know, we're relatively we're, – we're, we're a young team. I, I, we, we dressed 26 freshmen and sophomores that were contributors on this team. So we're, we're relatively young. So – we um, I mean, we were we were down and oh my gosh, over over half our games we were down um and, and you know, if not in halftime but you know going into halftime, and they just kept battling. I mean, this team they really responded to coaching. Um, I got to give a big shout out to all my my coaching staff. I mean, the adjustments my guys do at halftime is incredible. I mean, um. And I mean, our, our best quarter is always the third quarter. And uh, my staff just, um, I mean, those, those 15 minutes you get at halftime are the most valuable 15 minutes of the whole game. And they've just done a great job all year round, with them, especially with the youth we got on our team. But you know, we we, we started out the season, you know, playing. I mean, we did our our we're top heavy at the at the start. You know, we played we started out with Trinity Burns and and. And we were, you know, they they were the defending two A state champions that moved up to three A like we did a couple of years ago, and so we we pulled out, we went to their place, we pulled out a win there, and then you know, then we went and we um we played a um uh, we had a cancellation with um um Cardinal Newman, we played a Lawrence Manning team that was in the state championship the year before, we went to their place and we kicked the field goal to win that ball game, and we just progressively got better as the season went on. Um, and we played Hammond, I guess that's the game everybody's talked about. Played him here, and my my running back was um, got hurt um, probably about the third series in the first quarter, and he was out for the game. My best O lineman, he he got hurt in the Lawrence Manning game, and um, our boys just battled. Um, we were down six nothing. We blocked the PAT, and halftime was six nothing. We come out and. Um, Take a, we get a recover at about the 45-yard line, and we score to make it 7-6. And our defense, which was the staple of our season, they just um, they took control of the game and um, won, a, won a big-time game against Hammond, which hadn't been done in several years in the state. And, and then from that game on, we just continually got better and better and better and better. We were playing our best ball, and we played our rival Portugal ball game of the year, winning that game 51-10, and, you know, we were we were rolling at the right time. We had gotten our running back back. We had gotten our 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 offensive lineman back, and 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 we were we were feeling really good. And then you know, then then you know, then the COVID the COVID hit us, you know, and mm. and, that, and that was it. Live right now with uh, one of our celebrity guests here tonight, our pickers, as we had Joe Call on at 7.30. Now it's Coach Johnny Waters. He's the head football coach over at First Baptist High School. That's right down in Charleston on James Island, down Folly Road, heading towards the edge of America, where you can find a team that has won it back in 2016 and 17 state champions as the Canes were rolling. It was a Category 5 catastrophic 
if you will, was the uh, was definitely the forecast for this team that anybody they would play. But right before, I mean, literally right before they were getting ready to kick off, to say the least, into the playoffs, they were hit with some information. Their season was cut short. And, Coach, let's talk about that. How do you become a head coach and then all of a sudden, you got to become a counselor, a father, a mentor. you got to be a lot more, almost like you're the man with the plan in Mayberry, South Carolina, over on James Island's version, if you will. And you had to kind of do so many things to not only the players, but, man, you had to deal with some of the parents that I know were heartbroken as well. Yeah, um, that, it was tough. It, when, when it hit down, it hit us on Thursday, actually Thursday morning when we got the word. And I was not, and, and everybody was released. I was, I, I didn't even get to meet with my my team, so I had to deal with them. I, I, I had, to, I was calling those boys individually at the time, um, and of course, our parents were heartbroken and dealing with that. And it was, it was, it was tough. And then, you know, of course, um, you know, with the media and the people calling, as 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 Joe is related to earlier, it, um, you know, you have to deal with a lot of stuff. Just not, you know, just not your the immediate team needs and um you know and you know you always appreciate where we were both is is oceanside and us we were both teams that had an opportunity to, to win a state championship so that said it kind of i don't want to put as any more important than a team that was you know five and three or three and five but the significance of it grew bigger because of the opportunity that both of us had so that that made the demands on you harder and so i actually didn't get to meet we they quarantined for 14 days so we didn't meet in person until last wednesday when we got back wow. we had our team meet and i addressed them i addressed them we on our private page that we have and and, and, and as best i could but um you know, that was the first time i was able to, to, to sit down and, and and actually and talk to them and all like that and um you know for my seniors i hate it um you know i you i think joe even alluded to this you, win or lose at least you knew it your last one was on the field. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, you knew it. It was final. You, when we walked off that field on Wednesday night, we thought we had another day to go. You know, and and, right. and it was it was it was gone. You know that that was that's the, that's the tough. At least you knew it there that you actually did it on the field. But as I told our boys, I mean, um, you know, and we talked we, we, when we started the season. You know, we we knew it was it was a positive. There was nothing guaranteed. You know, we 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 were we. At the start of the season, you told me we would have had got nine games in. I think we all would have been tickled to death. So, in, in that part, you know, it was, a, it was a victory. Now, you know, of course, as you go on in the season, you're having you're, 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 everything everything changes. But, you know, we talk about adversity on our team all the time and all that, and, and, and just about weekly, you know. And and we talk about, you know, we did everything the right way and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, you know it's God's plan. You know, and we we got to trust it. You know, he has a plan. We got to trust it. And our seniors, I'm not worried about them because this senior class is such a great senior class that they're they're going to be successful. They're already are successful, but they're going to be successful in what they do, and they're going to learn from it. And what we're going to learn as a team after I I released those guys um, after we had a meeting, after we turned everything in, I met with my underclass, and we had it. And this is going to be, and I'm sure saying, and he should is, hey, hey, nothing's guaranteed in this world. Not just a practice, a game, or life itself. You've got to live every single day to the fullest, to the best of your ability. You've got to give your best every day because you don't know when it's your last. You know, not to get too deep, but, I mean, 
that was just a reality check, you know, that, you know, hey, well, you know, we might have not had a great practice Wednesday because we knew we had Thursday. We can't look at life like that. You've got to look at it differently now. You've got to look at, like, everything you do. You should be doing it to the best, and you should do it to, to God's ability that, he, that he's given you. So that's right. the way we're going to approach next season. We're live right now with the head football coach over there at First Baptist, the head football coach, Johnny Waters. Now, of course, talking uh, about the season that was ended out of their control. And, again, you know, Coach Calls talked about it. You and I have talked about things, you know, off this radio and, of course, on the phone. We've become – I would consider you a solid friend for sure, Coach, and, and, and we've had multiple conversations. Again, you know, I, I yep. wasn't going to call you right away. I wasn't – I'm not a breaking news kind of guy. You know, uh, I had planned on going to Oceanside last Friday night. Coach Call, uh, you know, wanted to be, you know, respectful as he he always is to me. Again, he looks at me just like that as family as well and said, hey, look, here's what's going on. Because of the fact that I was going to be there doing a broadcast, because we had put in, you know, the truck was ready, the gas was up, and everything was rolling, minus the, the, the come on, let's do it. You know, so to have that opportunity to, to hear about it, man, it, it doesn't feel any better to be the first guy or the last guy to hear about it. So, you know, I know when it broke over there for you, Coach, I was like, you know, I could call you, I could get you on here like everybody else, or I can wait a little bit and, and let some of this kind of sink in a little bit and, and get not the, the adrenaline side of Coach, right, get, get the actual we thought about it, we yep. played it out, we've had some weeks to kind of put it on a piece of paper and uh, as you see, Coach Jamie Chadwell, I think, is doing a great job up down the road up in Myrtle Beach. But now he comes out with these quotes every week about character, about tenacity, about certain things every week. And it's always it's almost like going to church, man. It's like, is somebody I know calling Coach Chadwell? Is somebody calling him and telling him what I might be struggling with? I mean, how much has that played yeah. into your role? Because you mentioned God, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Coach, this is a, a God-ran show. I just happen to be fortunate enough to sit in this seat. But how much did you, uh, you, you lean on, you know, lean on that advice from the man above to say, look, here's what you need to do. You know, you are leading the sheep as uh, would be looking like hurricanes over there on James Island. Well, uh, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm not very good at words and stuff like that. But I, my, my post I put out on Facebook to the general public, um, and it took me a little while to do it. I, it, it wasn't done right away. And. Uh, my administration and my school board wanted me to get out because I knew there was a lot of people hurting and and like that. But what I put out on Facebook and then what I put out on my private page, it wasn't from me. I mean, he was telling me what to write. You know, mm-hmm. he, um, the good Lord was telling me what to write, and um, and he's helped me through this process. As I sit back and and reflect on things, he's helped me through this process. He has been my driving force through this um, to get me through because. I mean, as as you well know, as being associated with this and all, that the regular people don't know. You spend all that time, not just not just in the preparation and the work, everything that goes into getting to the point that we are now, but it's more than that. It's building the relationship with these kids and and and, mm. and the bond you have and the and the 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 things that you share and and personal stuff like that. That it, it's so emotional. Um, you know, I. I got, I mean, I, I was on with, with Scotty, and I, of course, I was zoomed in on all three TV newscasts, and Scotty got me first at Center 4, and I broke down. We had to stop mm. it for a second, you know, and because of the emotion, um, the emotion of it, and, um, you know, and and I literally, I knew what Joe, and I don't, I, I don't know Joe Paul that well. We've, we've had some talks and a, a couple conversations and stuff, 
but I want to be more friends with Joe Call because I look up to somebody like that. He, I admire Joe from his days at playing at Somerville, and I'll tell you how old I am, playing at Somerville to coming back and coaching at Somerville and then Oceanside. Um, just how he's handled himself so professional and how he does everything the right way. And, and the situation that I don't think people quite understand is my situation at First Baptist is different than Joe's situation that he's, he's gone. And I, I, I'm in, I come into a place that First Baptist was not used to winning. I mean, they, they, that's just not their culture. And it, it, it's easier for me because we're building something. I mean, heck, and we don't want no game. It ain't nothing different. You know what I'm saying? So we built this a different way. I mean, Joe's going after his grandfather. I mean, that is tough stuff to do, you know, and the, the legendary that his grandfather was to take that program and continue that success. Then he goes to Oceanside. And he goes to Oceanside, and he's taken over for, you know, um, a good friend of mine in um, Tad Greer and coming off the success they had, and he's even extended that even further. That, what Joe's done is a lot tougher than what I've done, and, and I admire him for that, and – he has not deviated from the person he is, and and for that, I really respect him. So I, I reached out to Joe, not thinking that he would even answer the phone because I know what I went through, and I'm sure it was the same thing he went through. Everybody calling, texting, emailing, and all that, and, and your time, and you don't have enough time even to get – but you want to be you want to be courteous to those people because the people that actually give you the good stuff too, and returning those phone calls and all that and text. I called him, and, and he answered the phone just like that. And, and I, I don't think he really understands how much that meant to me from how I've watched him, how he's run these programs, um, that he actually, you know, I thought I'd have to leave a voicemail, you know, and I, and I get it. And I didn't want to bother him, but I had just been through it. And and I just want, and I told him, I said, I, I didn't have nothing special to tell him. I just told him, hey, I just want to give my condolences. I've been through it. I I can't tell you any, anything. It's, I can't tell you anything to make it any better. It's not. It's not. I can't tell you anything. All I know is each day it gets a little better, and that was our. That was about the extent of our conversation. But um, you know, I, I listened to him a little bit at the end, and um, I, I just um, he and I and I just know into what everybody else says, and I, I've not heard nothing but the most, the best things about Joe Call, and but that I hope that I can become get a better relationship with him because, I, like I said, I think he's a tremendous not just coach, but an individual, but what everybody tells me. We're live right now here with our celebrity guest number two here tonight. Not in any number, to be honest with you. He just came on at 8 o'clock. He had a table set for one here with me tonight. Uh, Johnny Waters, First Baptist head football coach. Uh, again, yes. great, you gotta, incredible you confusing. Gotta stop, you you got to stop putting me behind these two cards. Let me ask you time. this, though. Now, 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 call, man. <laughs> Can't you put me like after David or something like that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> David's listening too, by the way, so that's gonna be fun. It's always fun. And you know what though, Coach, as much as we have, you know, the players come on here, right? And and to do what they do, when I get a coach to do do what you just did and Joe do what he did, man, that makes this show even better. Man, I, I don't even have to do anything. I mean, it's almost like you guys are just making me look a lot better than I am. It's like having a wide receiver at six foot eight over here and a wide receiver six seven here. And oh, by the way, you got a guy that can run through some people, which you know about that in the running back with Mr. Dukes that you had back there behind you. That's what I feel yeah. like when I get coaches like you in here because all I got to do is ask one or two good questions, 
And then there you go for 20 minutes. Y'all just nail it to the wall. And I'm like, it's almost like y'all are preaching, man. I mean, I just sit back and let y'all do all the talking because the things that you bring to this table. And, and I want to say this, but, you know, I hear a lot of chattering in the stands because of where I'm at in life. And, 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 and I'm not talking about where I just was or, or where I've been before. I'm talking about my experiences in the business that I'm in. Let me tell you something. Being a head coach is, is tough business. Being an assistant coach is a tough business. Being their wife's. You could forget about it. I would never, ever, ever sit in a stands if I was a coach's wife. Matter of fact, I suggest you coaches put up a coach's wife's box up in the press box area so they can actually enjoy the game without hearing their husbands ridiculed and put down and how awful they are throughout the game. Even when you win, you still, at some point, your poor wives have to hear the story, right? Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I You know, I was – um. When I when I first met my wife, I was coaching at Middleton. I was um, actually baseball coach there, and that first thing I told her, I said, "You have to have deaf ears. You can't be talking back to nobody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you just got to sit there and grin it because a lot of times they don't they don't know exactly the rhyme or reason for what you do. You know, and it's easier to coach on that side of the fence than it is on 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 our side of the fence. You know, and I and I laugh at some of it. You know, and stuff like that. She'll tell me stories, and I'll, I'll laugh at it. But they have a tough job. I mean, they they have to. You know, and we've been very fortunate where I've where I've been now. Um, you know, if, that the sets that we've had. But you know, even when we dropped down to eight and four, we had a bunch of injuries. Um, you know, last year. I mean, you know. We had there. I mean, we we played that second half of the season with seven seven starters out. You know, and people thought the saying and um and so you know they have to listen to that. But you know, she's she's strong. She's we've been married for twenty six years now, and and so she she knows she knows the deal, and she doesn't let it get to her. Now she gets nervous during the game. Half the time she's not in the stands anyway. She don't have a kid playing. She's she's walking back and forth, or she can't watch or something like that. You know. So um, she gets it. She's my best supporter and she's my best critic. You know, she. I'll come home and, you know, she'll tell me I shouldn't be. I I I should I should talk nicer to this person or that person or what have <laughs> you. You know, she, she she keeps me straight. You know, she doesn't let my head get get too darn going big. I can tell you that. I I fit in the doorway. I can tell you that. You don't let. Hey, me, I love it. You let me. It- yeah, and to see the emotions, Coach, of uh, you know, you know, of that last, and, and this is what breaks my heart for you and and for Coach Call and for anybody else who's had to end their season early or not even started around the country, is that you didn't get to have that moment. You know, to some, you know, when you see you saw Dorman's young man, and we put it over on, on, we retweeted it because it was one of the great ones by Joe Hughes that that he showed. Uh, the that just the crying of the eyes of this young man who his whole everything he had put into it was over it was done but who was the first guy he went to his head football coach or his position coach yeah. the guy that that had put up with him when he was a snot nose can't listen to nothing can't do nothing right can't get right athlete to a stud a star an amazing man because he got him as a boy and and then you guys of course to not have that opportunity to get that final tier out of those players, even though you got it, coach, you just got it a different way. Yeah, it, 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 you, you kind of feel like you didn't have real closure. You know what I'm saying? Because right. you know, we've I've, I've had I've had two crimes. Most most of your crying, you know, I, most of your crying is after you lose that last game. You know, especially your seniors, and then you cry after you win the if you win a state championship. You know, it's two different two different crimes, but it's still crying, and you mm-hmm. don't have the 
I guess for lack of a better word, a, a type of a, a closure. You know, this was kind of like kind of like a tie in a game. You know, you end the, end the game in a tie. You don't get to finish it. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was different, different. But um, you know, we'll we'll learn from it. I think I think our kids. I think our kids will the ones that are that are leaving us and our seniors and our other ones. Um, I think I think we will become stronger. I, I know I have as an individual. So I think we all will, and uh, and I that's that's the way you have to approach it. I mean, it's it's it happened, and it happened for a reason. And only one man knows that, and you know we we take the positives out of that, and we move on. No doubt about it. We're live right now with the head football coach, First Baptist, over on James Island and downtown and around Charleston, if you will, to get you some uh, some points of. Uh, contact her of course somewhere there on the map you can find them right down heading towards the edge of america on folly road is where the hurricanes were blowing at catastrophic winds but it took covid to slow them down it was the only thing that was going to stop this season that was one to remember now coach before we go to the pickums and it's coming up don't worry the sheet's right here what about the kids you got playing at the next level man if nothing else at least you had a chance and you continue to have a chance on saturdays to look at South Florida, or look at some of the schools down in Florida. You look at Clemson. You look at other schools that you've got ball players around the country still doing things and, and, and playing football at that next level, Coach. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we, we've been blessed. We, we have been totally blessed. We, I've, you know, we've got. Um, I think we've got one just about every category. We got one playing FBS, um, uh, um, Power Five. We got one playing Group Five. Got one at. FPS, um, we've got some at D2s um, and D3s. I mean, from sitting on the na- you know national power team and from um, Sincere Brown is is doing good things down there at South Florida uh, for Jeff Scott and that group. And you know from Jackson Watson playing at the Citadel. Um, you know he started on the special teams this year. Um, Kimmy Campbell um, for me is, is is down at Savannah State. Uh, I got uh, Mod Green and um, Devin um, Ray is at Newberry. Um, I've got two guys at North Greenville and um, Mark White and um, Xavier uh, Washington. I've got Josh um, Blackstock at Bavard. I've got um, Ethan um, um, uh, Ethan Grant. He's at um, Wingate. And I've got um, at Hampton, Sydney. Um, I, I've got um, I've got a kid at Hampton, Sydney. So we've got them around, and the good. I mean, if you want, to, uh, I would like look at the pause. I'm a I'm not a half full guy. I'm kind of over the top kind of guy. It's, it's over flooding, and you know I got to go watch. I got to go see Mikey at Clemson this year. I got to go. I got to go down and the um, um, sincere play at, at at South Florida. And the good thing is I'll get some spring ball with these D2 guys and D3. So I'm, I'm looking forward. The spring will be busy for me. So that's a good thing. Coach, when you, when you go now, let me, let me ask you this, and, and then we're going to the pick part because this is part, again, I wanted to give you guys an opportunity, again, to get some, some of that stuff out. And then, too, of course, uh, for you, and you mentioned so many names. I started writing them down. I was like, man, I'm going to get you to send me a list. But how have you as a coach, and I didn't ask Coach Cole this, but I'm curious from you, how are you able to, in Skiza, right? I mean, it's a different league than the South Carolina High School League. It's still some five-star phenomenal football, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you something. They actually hosted the state championships around the corner from the studio over Charleston Southern. 
But but how are you guys going through recruiting real quick, Coach, and, and, and kind of tell the guys who are struggling right now? Because to me, my heart is heavy for the class of 21 because it's almost like looking for a place to get a hotel room on Ocean Boulevard down on the Grand Strand in July. There might be a lot of buildings and a lot of colleges around the country, but the rooms are full and the houses, uh, well, there's just not enough room for a lot of guys. So how is recruiting going for you? And then drop some uh, some encouragement for our young people, Coach. Yeah, um, well, it's it, it, it's tough, and I and I feel I, I I feel for all the seniors across the whole country because you know with the new rule that seniors get an extra year and all that, you know you're looking at let's just put out the number if 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 colleges are normally giving out giving out 25 scholarships a school, and you've got 10 to 15 seniors that want to come back. Well, do the math. You only got about 10 or 15 spots open, you know, for for available scholarships now. You got the same amount of qualified high school kids coming out. You know that number hasn't dwindled down. You know, so it's, it's some kids are going to be left off, and there's some kids going to that could have had opportunity at a higher spot that maybe they don't have room. They've got to drop down a little bit. You know, but I, you know, I've I've told our I, I was on, I, that was explaining to me one coach I was talking with today. I don't want to mention his name, but I was talking to a college coach today saying, hey, you know, we got X amount coming back, and you know, and I get it. They got a lot of money invested and a lot of time and, and, and knowledge invested in this senior for another year than, than bringing in a freshman when they could do it next year. So I get that. It doesn't help our situation. But what I would tell all those guys out there, like I'm telling my guys, you just got to be patient. You know, keep working at it. Keep getting your name out there. There's things that are going to drop. If you want to play football, there's going to be a place for you. We just got to find the right spot. You know, we just got to find the right spot for you. And it's going to it's, – it's a bigger challenge. Um these kids have, I mean, it's, it's been adversity for everybody. There was, you know, spring ball, we usually got about 25 or 30 college coaches come by and watch spring ball. They couldn't this year. Hmm. Usually had the camp this year. Nobody was allowed to go to camp. Usually got the coaches able to come to your schools in the, in the, in the, um, in the spring and the fall. They couldn't. You know, and then the dead period keeps dropping further and further back. And it just got extended from January 1st to April now. So these guys are giving out, coaches have been giving out, giving out offers without actually personally meeting the kid and, and getting there's more behind the the highlight tape they said. You know, so it's it's tough. And there's gonna be some great kids that are gonna be gonna be left out. But what I would tell the kid is just keep don't get don't get don't get too anxious and don't don't get too discouraged. You know, um even in a good year, January and the start of February is crazy anyway. You know what I'm saying? So it's you know it'll come and it's it's starting to be some people that's starting to look, but it's a it's a different year and you just got to stick with it. You just got to stick with it. All right, Coach. Now let's head to the list, and it is now time for Coach Waters to give us his picks one through five. He's going to break down the winners of the Upstate and Lower State as they size it up on Friday night. Coach Waters, let's look at one A, and it's going to be a great battle in one A as you'll start to see the boys, of course, from Southside Christian taking on Lamar. What do you like in this one, Coach? Well, I know Joe's from Lamar, but I, I Southside's been a pretty good ball. Um, been a pretty good 1A um, program here um, um, last several years, so I'm going to go with Southside. All right, we'll head down to the lower state 1A. You got Lakeview and Bamberg. How about this one? Well, Bamberg is a traditional team, and I, I, I don't know much about them, but I'm going to go with Bamberg. 
There you go. So we start to kind of look there. Bamberg, so that's your 1A. We go to 2A in this one, a big one. Abbeville, the big A, taking on Gray Collegiate. What do you like in this one, Coach? Well, Abbeville is pretty much the king of that um, 2A, so I'm going to stick with Abbeville until somebody beats them. Hey, sounds familiar to me. Andrews and Marion, a rematch in region play there. I don't know too much about this one. I'm going to go with Andrews because I coached at Bishop England for, for eight years, and Andrews, we were in the same region at the time, so I'm going to go with Andrews. Right, Coach Durham's appreciating that one. And uh, now we go to 3A. We've got Wren. They won the 4A last year. They're blowing the Hurricanes in 3A. It is Daniel, though. You know a little bit about some of the coaches uh, that they've got their kids yep. playing at Daniel at Clemson. What do you think, Daniel and the uh, boys of the Lions, or do you pick the Hurricanes – and uh, Wren. Uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to go with Wren beating the Clemson. I'm going to go with Wren beating wow, Clemson. Wow, look at that. Um, I, I, I've done, I've done, I've, I've gone against Wren um, for the last several years of 7-on-7. <laughs> seven seven. They, they can wing it around there pretty good. Look at that. The Hurricanes staying together as the Hurricanes of Wren get the yep. nod from Coach Waters and First Baptist. Like that one. How about Camden and Gilbert? Now, you know the story with Camden. They were supposed to play Oceanside. Gilbert handled business against Dylan. What do you think, coach? Yeah, I'm 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 going to go I'm going to go with Gilbert cuz I think Gilbert and Oceanside should be playing this week. So I'm going with Gilbert. I like that one, coach. There you go. So now we look in 4A. You got Catawba Ridge, don't know much about it, but boy, are we getting a lesson in a crash test session as they will be taking on a team that's really good. AC Flora by many looking to do some big things in the 4A upstate, coach. Who do you like? I like AC Flora. They've been the last several years. Um, that program's been on the rise. So I'm, and they, you know, and they got they got Perry Orth there and a friend of mine um, with QB. So I'm going with I'm going with AC Flora. All right. So now we go to the team they will play Myrtle Beach North Myrtle Beach. It is a battle at the beach, winner take all. Myrtle Beach lost in the first round or at least the last game of the regular season. They play them now in the game to to see who goes to the state and North Myrtle Beach is hosting. Who do you like, Coach? I'm going North Myrtle Beach. I know Myrtle Beach has been pretty much the team up there, but I'm going to go North Myrtle Beach because I think they're 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 they're, they're I think it's, a, it's it's their year. There you go. I like that, Coach. All right, so five A football. We're going Dutch Fork and Sumter, Coach Knox. Man, it's kind of like what you said about Abbeville, but I'll let you pick between a Gamecock and the Dutch Fork guys. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, 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 I mean, if you you, you got to take Dutch Fork. I mean, until I mean, they and they got to skis. They got to skis a quarterback in Will Taylor. Um, they do. Know, he 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 was at Ben Lippin, and um, he's not missed a beat at Dutch Fork. I don't believe you know. So um, you know, he's going on to Clemson. Um, you know, he he's um he's accepted the. He's going to play football and baseball. You know, he actually got the football scholarship um offer from um from Dabo. You know, he was at Ben Lippin, and I can tell you right now. I played against that sucker for two years. I was glad he was gone. Um, that kid is good. He, he's good, and he's and he's doing it. He's doing the same thing at Dutch Fork. So that'll tell you a little bit about our league. Um, so I'm going with Dutch Fork. Now, coach, before I go to the final game of the Upper State 5A and the final pick of tonight's show for you, uh, did you help him pack? Did you carry him over there to Coach Knox? I mean, I, I'm sure it's kind of like what you know. Carolina fans couldn't wait for certain quarterbacks and. And Clemson to leave. They were like, "Look, if he leaves now, I'll help him pack and I'll take him to the airport." Well, I'll tell you like this: it was like everybody did did to me when 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 Mikey Dukes left me. I I I gave him a thank you note <laughs> and sent him a box of candy, man. I, 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 
when I heard that news, I didn't believe it to start with, you know, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. I mean, that you, you literally speak for that one person, you know what I mean, and, 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 you, and you still don't have – I mean, you, you just don't have athletes to match up with kids like that, you know. So, um, no, he and, – and, and the thing is, is he's a great kid too, you know. Um, he's just not a great player. He's a great kid. Um, you know, he's going to do – he's going to do wonders at uh, – I was actually at the camp at Clemson. I was up there with um, – couple of my players at um at um summer camp and he was he was working with the quarterback. Well, they moved him the last day to receiver and man you saw Tony and you saw Dabo and all of them came over to start watching him. He was running around and he didn't practice it. He's running routes, catching balls all for everybody. I mean he caught their eye just like that. I mean and then how he moves after he catches the ball. I mean, you know and I'm not talking about just sitting there and dancing around. He was duking and jive at people on 707 when all you got to do is touch him. Nobody's coming close to him. So, um, wow. He's the deal. He's the deal. Well, Ben Lippin wishing they had him this year. I can promise you that. Now, a team that did have some ball players around the field is T.O. Hanna. They are upsetting people like Gaffney and a few others along the way. You know, radio, he passed away. As we talked about our legendary coach, McKissick, radio was one of those many that left us at the end of 20, uh, 2019. And, uh, you know, they are playing with a lot of emotion, but they're playing with a lot of character and guts as they'll see Northwestern. Looks like the old Northwestern coach that you and I saw a few years back. Is this the year of the radio, or does Northwestern – find a uh, another sparkle on a Friday night and head to the state championship. Well, I'll tell you, um, and, and Skeezer, we make a lot of road trips, you know, and we take charter buses wherever we go, like, and then we'll travel out of state. And one of the movies we always put on the bus is radio, you know, that one and Remember the Titans. But that said, a good buddy of mine, um, a good friend and good buddy of mine, Paige Walford is the head coach at Northwestern now, and he's the one that's got that first. He was actually at Daniels. He started out. He was at Wando. He was at Wando, and then um, went, went up the north. Went and um, went to Daniel High School, and now he got the head job. He was at Northwestern Daniel, and back to Northwestern. He's got the head job at Northwestern. He's a good friend of mine, and I'm and, and I'm, I'm I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. So we got Northwestern Dutch Fort. Boy, that one ought to be a big one on Friday night or Saturday or. I haven't even really looked at that schedule. I try not to look ahead too far because I want to focus on the weeks that we have. Coach, the final thing, as you know, it's Thanksgiving. I want to thank the missus for letting you hang out with us for almost an hour tonight when we talked about 30 and the Lord allowed us to hang out a little longer here tonight. But uh, first of all, I'm thankful for you and her and all of your staff and, and the faculty over at First Baptist. I appreciate all that you do for these young men and women off the field and on the fields as well. But on this day like today, uh, give me something that you're most thankful for, and what dish did you bring to the table tonight as tomorrow is that special day of Thanksgiving? Well, you know, um, I was at um, – I, I go to a men's um, group Bible study on Wednesday morning, and it was kind of told in a men's Bible study this morning, and we talked about, you know, is this not a thankful we're, – we're, we're, we're thankful that God put us on – in America, this great this great country that we're living in today, and we should be thankful for that, for all the freedoms and all that we have. So I think that's what we need to be thankful for is what God has given us, um, and where we live and our our freedom and all that stuff that we that that we get. Now that said, for now now we're going to try it tomorrow. I'll, I'll tell you how it turns out. But um, I've got to smoke. We 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 all turned in. Um, 
turkeys over there, and we and we smoked them at the at the men's thing this morning. But I got a smoked <laughs> turkey that we're going to get a brand new house, and we're going to his house. It's my side of the family. We got that and a ham. So I hope that I'm not going out looking for uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken later on. I hope it's going to be. <laughs> Well, Coach, I can't tell you how much it means. You and I have multiple conversations through the seasons here, especially since COVID. We kind of we connect, and so many relationships were built through the COVID deal because we were forced to interact. And when I created, you know, the theme, if you will, of, of what we did this summer, it, it somehow, and I thank God for the path that it crossed us together. And I look forward to growing together. I'm making my way to that school. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing you. And uh, you know, you got some common friends that you grew up with that I've known that I look up to, like the Weeklies yeah. and things like that. So yeah. on behalf of all of us here at Southern Sports Central, the South Carolina High School Blitz, and, of course, Ken Brown, our family to your family, God bless you, and happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving to you, and happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there, and God bless. All right, buddy. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a show to remember. I want to thank Coach Johnny Waters, head football coach at First Baptist, as well as uh, Joe Colby, head football coach at Oceanside. And then we have the commissioner, Jay Williams from the South Carolina Youth Football Association and David Shelton from the Post and Courier. We also got a visit from a guy who does a radio show on Friday mornings right here. Of course, that is Brandon Bisco being Sports Unlimited. And, of course, we went over to Columbia with the first lady, the birthday lady, Miss V, from the South Carolina High School Blitz show that you usually heard tomorrow will not be heard tomorrow because it is Thanksgiving. We're going to give thanks not only to our family for the putting up with us and all the good stuff, but we're going to hopefully stop and, and remember those. Remember those who, who, love, who lost loved ones this year, to not just COVID, but to cancer, to anything that uh, took them out this year. There's been a lot of tragedy. There's been a lot of heartaches. And there's been some good. Let's not all focus on the bad. Let's focus on some good because you've seen families reunite for the first time maybe in a long time. I learned this year that there's actually kids in my neighborhood. Never would have known it had it not been for COVID. And they got tired of looking at phones because they had learned on their phone. And so they had to actually get off of it to actually realize that there's something outside and it's not just a bus ride to a school. So that being said, I do thank uh, the high school league, the South Carolina High School League, and the commissioner, of course, for putting everything together because he could have folded. Coach Jerome, you know, Commissioner Jerome could have easily folded the season, walked away, and said, I'm not doing it. He did not do that. To the commissioner of the, of course, Skeezer League, he did the same thing. You know, the, putting everything together, allowing the season to take care of itself, to police yourself, if you will. And for the most part, I thought everybody did a great job. And some things, you know, you, you just can't control. Those are the things you don't worry about. You worry about the things you can. And I'll leave you with this. On a night like tonight, I thank everyone who has ever had a hand on Southern Sports Central. I'm very thankful for Clemson Times, Miss Darnisha, and so many that have all come through that door, who have all sat at this table, who at one time have given me the time away from their family and their jobs and anything else that they might have had going on at that time to join me to believe that this is where God had put him at that moment. So on that, I'll say God bless. Take care. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll send you out with the favorite song. Coach, you're still listening. Check out. This is going to be the song of the day tomorrow. It's called the Thanksgiving song, Macaroni Style, guys. God bless. Happy Thanksgiving from all of us to all of you. Mm, if you're not serving macaroni, and cheese do not invite me oh cheese do not invite me cows bless
blessing to us all. You're not if you're not serving macaroni, macaroni and cheese. Do not invite me. Oh. Don't disrespect my day of things. If the word craft is in your macaroni recipe, do not invite me. Oh, I thought we were friends. I thought you liked me. You must want to fight me. If the word craft is in your macaroni, macaroni recipe, no. Do not invite me. You just got demoted to 